live hi everyone and welcome to the nerdy up north podcast it's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by northern nerds i am one of your hosts sam and i was a host paul but i seem to be melting into a just a puddle at the moment it's too warm <laughs> even though it's still raining um but yes uh so i i am the other host and we are joined by three <laughs> very special guests well two special guests and one mainstay shall we say <laughs> um, I feel bad calling Jake a guest now. Shit, he's gonna. I know. He's gonna take he's us like, down now. It's like I. It's like, brother. It's like I am part of this. Yes. So we, we are joined by the wonderful nerdy Jesus himself, Jake. Uh, we are also joined by the BMF, the seven foot one, uh, tenth wonder of the world. That is Adam. Uh, and you're giant, Adam giant, giant Adam Gonzalez. Um, and we are joined by a wrestling guru, shall we say. Uh, the Don't wonderful and enigmatic en- <laughs> uh, Nikki, who runs her own wrestling Discord. She does a lot of wrestling TikToks, and she does a lot of wrestling talk on uh, Instagram and on tw- Twitter as well, or X, do you call it now? Uh, just <laughs> 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 feel, feel, whatever, whatever it is. Feel that way But yes, and the reason why I wanted to get Nikki, Nikki on, I'll probably make her blush a little bit as well, is because she does have interest in, like, opinions on wrestling and she is very knowledgeable but one of the first videos i did actually come across was nikki was basically her being a little bit upset because guess what women like wrestling it is allowed it is and let's be honest most women i know are a lot more uh, knowledgeable especially like say the likes of donna and stuff uh, on the wrestling scene than me and the fact that she has was a woman and had an opinion on wrestling she was getting shit and i was like no that that doesn't fly with me so we like saying especially in the nerdy up north community we do try and support everyone and give everyone like say a chance to be themselves so we like say as soon as we were getting a wrestling episode i think you were the first person i messaged as well so yes (laughs) Yes. thank you so much no problem (laughs) you literally you you reached out to me straight away and invited me to join the nerdy up north uh, facebook and everything and it was mm. it was just really nice to feel so welcome so thank you for having me yes so after i've just blown smoke up the arse um uh, tell us a little bit <laughs> about yourself <laughs> i've got a weird with words instantly paul yes uh yes i just i have hyper fixated on wrestling uh Mm-hmm. I used to watch it back when I was a teenager mm-hmm. in the 90s and the Attitude Era and then I dropped off it uh, just at the beginning of Ruthless Aggression um, <laughs> and I didn't actually get back into it until uh, the pandemic. Oh. Um, me and my partner, we always used to watch the Rumbles though mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. over time we just started take it, picking it back up and then me being me, I'm just so obsessed and hyper focused on it and then i'm a huge true crime kind of uh, i'm fascinated by it so like these yeah. things come hand in hand mm-hmm. so no, um and i just i just like to talk so i'll go on tiktok and everything i just mm-hmm. i'm trying to get people to just kind of enjoy wrestling together and, and mm-hmm. talk about it without kicking off yes it's hard. <laughs> it is and i think like there is a lot of uh, subjects that are quite polar opposite and do set pe- people off on a lot of different things i think wrestling is one star trek mm. is another star wars as jake was, as jake's yeah. uh like, likes to hit everything other than uh andorra um i'll keep that gate shut <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um it, it... actually nikki um can i can i ask you a question because on one of our previous wrestling casts we all sort of answered this question but like was there like a single moment that made you like 
just nope out of wrestling because I think for me it was Eugene mm-hmm. and I know oh, like a, a lot of yes. a lot of people have like a moment that just was like too went too far and they had to like just disappear like mm-hmm. did you have one or was it <laughs> I, I think for me it was the kind of disintegration of the tag teams that I loved so much so mm-hmm. uh, the Hardys and Edge and Christian and and then the Dudleys and everyone you had like they all oh, kind of yeah. went off on their own and I was just like it's just not the same mm-hmm. and then um John Cena <laughs> <laughs> Big <Yeah. one. laughs> I was just like I was already kind of out of it at that point and then I was just like I'm, I'm out but I do love him now but mm-hmm. I was just yeah. at that time and then what, uh, yeah, yeah one, it just i never got back into it yeah i think with john Cena is one of them things you don't appreciate like how hard and like like the stuff he does in it till he's off the screen for uh so long and when he comes back you yeah. realize like i wish you would just stay off a little bit longer but uh, yeah <laughs> but he yeah, like, took like it took 15 years for him to win over like that at Julia, like <laughs> yeah. and even then it's like very tenuous like where he does one thing wrong and we drop him immediately so so just before we get yeah. started as well and we get sammy to do her wonderful disclaimer i just wanted to wish uh, the nerd queen mm. herself uh, a happy happy 45th birthday to donna uh, <laughs> you're, you're doing well for looking at 45 and like i see you uh, I know it was your hen party. Well, hen party one slash uh, last night. I hope you like say not too hungover and you survived. But happy forty fifth birthday to the nerd queen that is Donna. Forty uh, five years young. Round of applause, everyone. She's probably going to kill us happy now. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Donna, for your sincere age. <laughs> <laughs> Our senior age, as as as, as Sammy just said. There. <laughs> There's no fucking way that girl's older than me. <laughs> I was gonna say it depends on how uh, how. Like, no, I'm I mean, not gonna tell that. everyone I was fifty. So that's believable, <laughs> so it's fine. Wow. <laughs> so right, um, do you want to get your disclaimer CM Paul over here? <laughs> CM Paul, hi <laughs> <Hype> bomb. <laughs> no, um... it'll be RM Paul because of right made Paul. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no, it actually, actually, it stands for Chick Magnet Magnet Punk. It's not <laughs> Chicago, it? mate. Oh, <laughs> Chick Magnet Punk. It'll be something like Milf or a mother lover in there, something like that. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hi, Sammy's mom. Right. Disclaimer. Serious talk. <laughs> so everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone if you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode please come and join us in the facebook the discord or the comment section and we can have an open discussion today's episode is going to cover a variety of different subjects and different topic matters that could sincerely upset people it's not our intention to do so but we do want to give the episode it's you know it's just dues and we just want to put out there that it could have some trigger warnings for people. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the disco- the, the disclaimer today. Mm-hmm. Changed it up a bit. <laughs> I think yeah, we had to this time. Careful. Yes. <laughs> had, yeah. It's just to say that we, we understand that the topics and the subject matters that come mm-hmm. with talking about the dark side of the ring. And we are, you know... Mm-hmm. We're conscious of it. Yes, I think this is going to be as close as we can get to uh, talking about things like uh, true crime, serial killers, 
but in the lovable, colourful world that is professional wrestling, where everything is amped up to the nth degree. But there is some sad topics, there is some heartbreaking topics, and there and there is some just things where you think, God, what the fuck? All yeah. them will be discussed in tonight, and we will try and have fun with it, but we will take it on a serious note as well. Um, because mm-hmm. we would do respect that these people have like actual lives, and these things actually yeah. did happen to a lot of the people, and still are happening to a lot of people yeah. out there as well. So, and we talk, and we totally appreciate that certain things could trigger other people, and we just want to know that we are very, very aware of that. Cool. There you go. So the first thing it is, how fucking hard is it to find the dark side of the ring on the internet now? <laughs> Absolutely fucking impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we had to use very lots of dodgy means, uh, like say dodgy up north. Uh, there was you a don't lot of call stream- us dodgy up north for nothing. <laughs> there was a lot of streaming devices, especially for the <laughs> season four. But going back, like you don't realize there has been four seasons of this, but yeah, there's not been any uniformity to me to the seasons. So no. once it, the first season had what was it six episodes. Just gets right. I have the so. I have the list right here. It was six episodes in the first series. It was ten episodes in the second. Mm-hmm. It was fourteen in the third, mm-hmm. and ten in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And one of the funniest things I do want to point out about this show as well, because it is entertainment and it does give you a look behind the curtains of what goes on, like in the professional world and, and how they live their lives and stuff as well. The person who complains the most online about breaking uh, kayfabe, uh, destroying the wrestling business by showing this, is on the most fucking episodes in this show, Jim fucking Cornette. I've never <laughs> seen a person so excited to tell a story or to call someone a cunt uh, as, as much as this guy. And when you see him go online berating people saying, oh, you're breaking the mistake, you're, you're killing professional wrestling. What the fuck are you doing, you dick? <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out of the way. I'm glad we got that one out of the way with quickly. I find him slightly interesting. Mm-hmm. I understand he is a massive bellend, mm-hmm. but I like him more for how much he hates Vince Russo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that man needs to get in the fucking sea. It's just for the lot of stuff that they do claim. <laughs> That like they're so egotistical, and that's probably the big thing that we'll discuss uh, in professional wrestling or the dark side of the ring. The amount of egos that go into running this, or like everything that's involved, it's scary that these people can coexist at times, and like the explosions that do happen is yeah quite interesting. But Jesus Christ, like for the person and the just basically the the goal to come out and say this is this kind of stuff is killing. A professional wrestling and then he's like hi i'm jim Cornette, a wrestling historian but this guy like this it's like yeah <laughs> yeah if you're gonna go I, I didn't realize like he was going on twitter and blasting people for talking like he oh, does and yeah he's, put... he's got his own podcast as well he's got there's many 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 hours of, of jim that you can listen to slowly start hitting your life um he's an, he's an interesting one though because like he, like you can tell he absolutely loves wrestling but mm-hmm. like too much yeah. to, to like a point where like it's his way or the highway for like every Absolutely. single like bit of minutia about wrestling. Yeah. That might have been that might have been the case back in the day when he was like big, but not yeah. now. 
Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. it's totally changed. So coming yeah. to the show, like say we go to the first season, like say that was a good starting point. Um, mm-hmm. The episode I'll, I'll I'll start with is the big one. I think like say the one that basically when we heard when I heard this show was getting made, I was get please let them do the Montreal screw job. I would love because <laughs> I know we've all heard the backstage stuff and we've we've, yeah. we've heard we've seen the documentary um like I say yeah. of um with Brett um knocking out Vince in the shower and seeing him uh limping out after <laughs> having a broken uh angle which is fucking hilarious. It is. I'm giggling away. I'm just thinking about it. Um, I'm, I'm giggling also with the fact of how much um, Triple H cowered. Yeah. <laughs> when he come booling down the hallway and Triple H just cowers out the way. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> the thing is, back then, they had no stroke. Um, I know the people who they interviewed for it, it was quite enlightening to see um, the side like Jim Cornette and like Vince Russo were, were, were the two main being people that were talking. It was interesting yeah. to get Hebner's view on it as well, mm-hmm. like hearing mm-hmm. it from the referee side because he's like after that moment his career pretty much never recovered. Like I know he Aye, went to he... TNA, but in TNA was no, no, shit on like, as well. But then there's the part there's the part where he was like, "I swear on my children's lives yeah. that that I didn't do anything." Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, like, yes, he was told about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, was why it did this wear children's lives? Yeah, because yeah, there's it... two of them, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There's two because there's twins. Um, yeah, and Earl was with them, and I, I know this because he was in my favorite match is Backlash mm-hmm. with Triple H and The Rock because mm-hmm. they sacked him, um, yeah. and then Linda you know, the saint that was Linda McMahon, brought him back at the very last second and he did the three count. So there nice. you go. So, like, as a character, Earl Hebner was, like, a fan favourite, but, like, yeah. backstage, he was getting up to shit. What was he What was he doing, Adam? Like, doesn't he, like, sell, like, stolen bits of, like, wrestlers, like, yes. gear and stuff? <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was stealing it from, like, the locker rooms and stuff, and then he was um, selling it as, like, memorabilia. <laughs> in the car park. Yeah, in the car park after the shows. Yeah. All right. I he's an absolute that. he's an absolute little cretin like. Proper little carny. <laughs> so yeah. So the question I've got to ask after watching this episode as well, was the Monty Old Stru- screwdriver work or not? <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was massively. No. <laughs> so well it was it's I mean it's it's so plain to see, obviously, but mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. It just how Brett didn't see mm-hmm. it coming is crazy. I know he's like this mild mannered, like Canadian guy, <laughs> but yeah, how but he didn't see it coming. Yeah, he's not daft. So how he's... he didn't see it coming. So they must have made it look like it wasn't going to happen. I liked uh, Scott Hall's interview with it because I thought mm. it was quite telling because he's very much about the business. Like it's all yeah. about the money when it comes to Scott Hall. Um, his his point he put across as good there was never any shots where the camera guy in the booth panned away from brett during the end or they didn't cut it off early and he went do you think like an an organization ran by vince i know he wasn't in the back then they wouldn't as soon as they saw what brett was doing like when he was like doing the wcw writing that backwards would there not have been an order to say cut away yeah, yeah, possibly. a cut to Vince or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. would have. Yeah. 
Absolutely massively. I mean, um, <laughs> was it Alundra Blaze who binned the women's championship at yeah. WCW? Yeah, that's, that's basically what yeah. they were worried about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's was... what they were panicking over was what she had done, what she had said. I love saying her name, by the way. Um, <laughs> what she had said, they were worried that was going to happen. So, yes, they would have cut it just to make sure that that wasn't shown on telly. Of course, they knew what was going He knew what was going on. Because the room... I think, like, I don't think Brett knew, but I think Vince was like, this will be like really juicy (laughs) if we do it this way. And I don't think, I think like Brett legit said he would drop the belt the next Raw. That's on camera because beyond the mat, beyond the mat, we're filming Mm -hmm. like at the time. And Vince stupidly let the camera crew record his conversation where he's basically promising Brett that he won't do Mm -hmm. exactly what he's about to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, it's it's such a shame because like like uh, like I genuinely believe like Brett didn't know at all and no. I think he was I think he was taking like mm. McMahon on good faith that he would mm. like he would do solid by him. But yeah, it, mm. it, 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 I think it was a good way for him to get a raw reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was yeah. it was the the thing like you said like keeping on in with the camera and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was like I I work. In, TV and show where it's kind of like that kind of thing is just mm-hmm. so juicy and so it gets so much positive is you deserve you know but I think that I think I agree that he didn't really he didn't know per se what was gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. I think as you said Brett's reaction was completely genuine. Like, I, like, I don't think he, he could have faked, or he, he wasn't that good of an actor, uh, shall we no. say? Excellent <laughs> uh, wrestler, but not an actor. No, he, he was never going to be like the Cena uh, <laughs> or, or uh, the Rock afterwards. But uh, it, it was a shame, uh, and I think it did tarnish the legacy a little bit. It, it, but on the other side, it kind of killed WCW because when Brett went there, he did fuck all. I know. Um, yeah, he got injured off Goldberg. I know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Goldberg yeah. finished his career though. It was like the yeah, con- the kick that yeah. concussion that ended him. Uh, yeah. Never, well, officially wrestled uh, properly again after that. But there was a lot of different aspects and different things that you that came from it. Like we got the boss man McMahon character, Mr. McMahon character, that basically mm-hmm. ended up feuding with Stone Cold and becoming like the biggest heel in WWE or even wrestling history to date um there's not been like say so i don't think wrestling at the time boomed as much but that mm. came off and played off what we got from that night um <clears throat> i know it wasn't on this episode but the person's interview i always found really interesting was mick foley's afterwards and, right. and i think he did an interview on the documentary where brett filmed like the what or was it i can't remember what where he was one of the ones that quit on the day, on the mm. spot. He and he wasn't that raw the next day. Um, it took him a week to to be calmed down and talked back into coming. But he basically he he was one of the wrestlers that were was ready to basically throw down and kill Shawn Michaels. I know. Um, <laughs> it's in his book. Yeah. Um, it's in his book, and he describes it like we're all sitting there in this room, and we're all like, "Yeah, we're quitting, we're fucking." And he was the only one who walked out. Yeah. Um, nobody else joined him, so he was the only one. And, um, I remember reading that and thinking, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Mickey Mint, you really are <laughs> class act. Like you really are yeah. a class act. Like he really stood by what he mm-hmm. what he said and how he felt about the business. But it did take him a long time to mm-hmm. to come back round properly. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. And in a way, I, I know a lot of relationships. I know I've gotten who they were. The the two big bikers with bald heads. Um, I've gotten the names of them now. But they used to, there was like a factions and there were hell's angels um oh like was it like russian something like that uh, i think it, i think they went in them but i can't remember the name but they were gonna take Shawn michaels out and deal with them um uh, till the undertaker told them not to um obviously because basically yeah. um apparently the undertaker had a meeting with vince afterwards as well and they had a sit down and that was the only person that basically Shawn michaels was worried about upsetting if because he thought if the undertaker was pissed off at him he would have been fucked he would not oh. uh, recovered, but it was shows you how far back Undertaker's influence goes. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's he's very much been like McMahon's sort of like eyes and ears in the back, like Undertaker uh, t- <laughs> has been. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, he was the judge. Yeah. He was the judge, wasn't he? Yeah, the jury and the, executioner by the sound. Yeah, and the yeah, wrestling yeah. council. Yeah, uh, yeah it was the Harris was caught. Somebody's got the Miz back into the the dressing room. Yeah. I watched that video today on TikTok. That came up on my algorithm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the Harris brothers. Someone's just said in the chat. Yeah, so that was the one I was thinking. Uh, okay. Um, because it was basically them and they they fought against Savio Vega and like the Puerto Ricans and stuff. Um, they were having like gang wars. Weren't they? That was like a thing that we're trying to do at some point <laughs> with like a bunch of different gang factions and all the matches. Were <laughs> kept it kept it interesting. I... I don't recognize that name, them names at all. The Harris brothers. No, I don't recognize them. That, that would be like, that was like a couple of years before like Attitude Era. So like a lot of that stuff's kind of, mm-hmm. it went off of a lot of people's radars. <laughs> it was, there was a lot of talent on basically WWE's books that wasn't really being used or being utilized yeah. where they were just all like in like triple tag, tag matches and stuff like that. But like I said, there were genuine hard men's or like tough men that were basically were mm. actual bikers and stuff and they used to hang about with the Undertaker and stuff as well. But the Bone Street crew. Bone <laughs> <laughs> Street crew. Don't yeah, worry, I'll get the main. Don't worry, I'll get the main street posse on you. Don't. Worry. But it was, but it was BSK, wasn't it? Because yeah, like, crew and, spelled with a K. Undertaker's got that tattooed on his tummy, I think. He's <laughs> <laughs> got Nora Gertz tattooed on. So, him. so that's basically the Montreal screw job. I know it's just like a little taste on it as well, but there was a lot of interesting ones in the first season. The one yeah. that like like I said does always like when I watched it back, um, and it did stand out and it was quite scary and it was um, and it was basically the killing of Bruder Brosy, and yes. that was yes. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That literally did affect me more than I was expecting. Yeah, same here. And just hearing it, um, I can't remember his name. It was it wasn't Tony Atlas, was it? It was. No, it was Tony Atlas, wasn't was it? it? The sure of it. Because I remember guy. thinking to myself, <laughs> I remember thinking when I was watching the, um, oh God, I can't remember which one, one of them today, and I was like, I'm sure he was on there. Mm-hmm. That's how I recognise the name. But same. You're right, though. The way they told that story in that episode, it was like, it was probably like edge of your seat mm-hmm. kind of storytelling for like the little play-by-play like timeline they did of, what they could figure out happened on the night and stuff like that. It was... I generally hoped he was all right. Yeah, that was going like, to say. That's it. how much I was invested in it. I really hoped he was okay. 
and I was devastated to find like it. Oh, I was so crushed by that episode. That was one thing. So you, you, the name of the episode is the killing of Broody Broza. But when you're watching it, I was like, please don't let him die. And when yeah. the, like, and it, I think the narrative as well, because normally it's Chris Jericho or someone else. Well, it's mostly Chris Jericho does the narrations. But it was, on this one, it was Mick Foley. So oh, it yeah. added a little yeah. bit more to it and a little bit more because <laughs> it starts off with uh, mixing the person who he modeled his career on and the person who he wanted to wrestle when like, he said, yeah. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to wrestle Brutal Bruiser Brody. But starting mm-hmm. off on the episode, I don't know why any fucker would want to wrestle Bruiser Brody. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. The but he was a bit of a, like, a gentle giant, though, wasn't he? No, was he? Fuck. <laughs> Until he kicked the fuck out of you in the ring. <laughs> like, actually, actually beat you up and injured yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> if you owed him, if you if you thought you owed him money, fuck, he was stamping on your face. Uh, you would get carried out. That's why the guy, um, like, wanted to stab him because apparently he was going to get. Like, I think in the interview it said he was going to go. He was getting groomed to be going to WWF at the time, uh-huh. and he was going to be like a Puerto Rican star, like, yeah, like basically. Yeah, one, I, can't, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was. Uh, um, I was listening to a podcast about it the day. It? Um, it was J. Uh, was it J. Something? Oh, it was Jose. Jose, sorry, yeah. Jose Hernandez. Yes, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't, I can't remember the surname, but yeah, it was, it was Jose. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he was basically getting like, like, Bruce Brody was going to like take over mm-hmm. that company where he was in, and they didn't want it. So, with everyone being local down there, they all looked out for each other. So they basically just. Yeah. often <laughs> it was interesting to see carlos cologne's take like i know they always do like if they can't get an interview they'll go back and see like uh some of the uh some of the interviews and like things that they've done in the past but mm-hmm. um like tony atlas's uh take on it was just absolutely heartbreaking mm-hmm. how uh like again I, I, I might sound like a dick here but dutch mantel sounded like a bit of a uh, it was dutch mantel wasn't it uh, sounded like a bit of a pussy because he just basically said oh, i didn't say anything i disappeared i, I walked out and then it was mm. like um when the police come and stuff like that everyone was trying to hide it but then there was only tony atlas who had the balls to say that's the dickhead who killed my friend um i thought that yeah. was quite telling as well and yeah. i think it still affects tony from the interviews to that to this day i think it's still got a lot like it took a lot for him to do that um oh, yeah. massively from watching it it's been a, mm. i what i think i watched the first series as it was coming out so it's been quite some time since i've watched that episode but i do remember feeling really deflated afterwards yeah and yeah. massively deflated <laughs> um but of course that's going to stick with tony atlas like mm-hmm. he watched his he pretty much watched his friend get murdered <laughs> yeah and wasn't allowed to do anything about it, really. You yeah. know, exactly. And, like, you're meant to be... You're in an industry of tough men. You're mm-hmm. a tough guy. Like, yeah. you should be able to sort this out, and that must really fuck with your head. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes back to what Paul was saying as well, about, like, how many, like, giant egos can you fit in one, like, backstage area? Mm. Like, it's so, like, like toxic and explosive that... Mm-hmm. But, like like, back in those days you could get away with a bit more because there wasn't cameras everywhere so there's still been a lot of like crazy stuff that's gone on in like like old school territories and that yeah 100 yeah. but I, I think like say 
I watched the first season of, um, like I said, Dark Side uh, of the Ring. The two what hit home to us the most. Um, like I say, I was, I was never. I'll be honest. I'll never. I was never like a, a Von Eriks fan. I was a little bit too, mm. too not old enough to really to appreciate them or just think. Yeah. Them. I think it's amazing. Like say the Texas tornado wrestled with without a foot. That yeah. That blows my mind. But the two things is the Bru- killing of Bruiser Brosie just because. The narrative of the story and how, like, say, mm. you wanted them to, not to, not to have the ending that we knew what was coming, but mm-hmm. the Miss Elizabeth story as well, like, oh um, yeah, that's that. that was a really hard work, especially if you've no friends up, uh, you have people that had been in like kind of like controlling relationships and mm-hmm. knowing how bad. It was to see what she went through as well, because when you watch her back on TV and you see her with like Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or like later on with like Lex Luger, she always seemed really happy and really mm. nice and Which, and loving. Yeah. And to know what she went through back then, that that was a tough watch for me personally. Yeah, that one was a bit. It was huge for me because that was the time when I started watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Was with the likes of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, and Miss Elizabeth near didn't really sit with us very much because she wasn't. She was too nice for my liking. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Sherry Martel came on the screen I was like, eh, "That's my woman." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did the one of my favorite storylines was between um, Macho Man and Ric Flair. When mm-hmm. Ric Flair was um, trying to steal Miss Elizabeth away, and he was photoshopping all these pictures, that sort of <laughs> really, really tacky. But I, I did love that time, and well, that's when I started watching. Um, and just to, to know that them smiles are false, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. fake. It yeah. fake to, to even more outside of wrestling, mm-hmm. and to know that she, she just she she went from one bad relationship to another. Mm-hmm. And Lex Luthor deserves to be in fucking prison. Deserves it. A lot of difficult ones as well. I know, like, like Nikki, what, like, what did you like out of the first season as well? I know you like say the professional with the notes and everything. Um, (laughs) Which ones kind of stood out to you? I can't. I got the worst shots in memory sometimes. Um, Terrible dates and things. I have to write everything down. Yeah, I actually was was made from hell on the first. No, no, that was the. I think that's third. quite late, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's like the third yeah. series. That was the third. Yeah. In my head. It, it it feels long ago because yeah. of everything that happened after the plane ride from hell. Like like when that episode aired, like the shitstorm that. I'm sorry. Hang on, absolutely. Oh yeah, I think you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. On my end. Are you still there? <laughs> I am, but my internet internet's just really bogging out on me right now. I've got a feel. Oh my god, is that storm over you? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, if storm anyone... interference. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know where we're there's a storm raging across the UK at the moment. Yes. <laughs> and our internet is not used to it. <laughs> Don't worry. If, this is no. If anything does happen, we'll get you back and like say like we'll not we'll let you miss anything as well. So don't worry. Um. But yeah, the plane I ride mean, from hell. Like, like uh, yeah. Are we, are we gonna are we gonna <laughs> jump into the plane ride? 
<laughs> Bless you. Um, the only thing again from season one that I would I think needs to be uh, like addressed, and again I don't think it was addressed properly on this episode. I think it came out afterwards, like after like the big shitstorm when uh, the fabulous um, Mulu got named. Uh, mm. Like say the uh, like yeah. the, like the battle royal, uh, the trophy and everything, and then yeah. everything came out, uh, and oh, it kind of glossed no. over it a little bit in this episode. That's why it... they ca- yeah they kind of like yeah she did all this really shitty stuff, but it's okay she's dead now like she's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> so we it goes away. Forget... Like, yeah. yeah, we could just forget about it because she's dead. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Her her legacy is now completely not really tarnished, in my opinion. What she did to them women, mm-hmm. um, I was disgusted with this. I always thought she was kind of like a pillar when it came to women's wrestling, and that was you know someone to be looking up to, someone to be respecting. Nah, fuck her. Mm-hmm. Glad she's dead. Oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow! I think that one really shocked, shocked me. Mm-hmm. Definitely shocked me because obviously, like even now, there's still so many people who don't know about it, and mm-hmm. she still gets so much kind of recognition and praise. And it, it it's yeah, like you said, no, no. It's I think it was definitely it was definitely like a person. like a big fish in a small pond thing back then yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you were yeah. like if you were top of the the women's wrestling like yeah. scene. Well, she was with the promoter of the company, wasn't she? When she first oh, started out, yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so she got all the best matches and all the title shots and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like, she she just fell into it because mm-hmm. the guy who ran the company liked her, that was it. Yeah, they should have, everything that they did for Mula should have been changed to May Young. <laughs> everything should have been changed and put into the hands of that yeah. woman yeah. because that is a true fucking champion of women. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> she was just traumatized because of the royal rust. No, no. She did, like, as, as you said, I haven't heard anything bad about her. Well, she, like I say, she ran with Mia Young. Thing she didn't do anything. Like, well, there's nothing came out to say that she was instigating it. Mm-hmm. But she bullied and harassed a lot of women as well. She was a tough egg. But she would break someone's leg or arm to get get further in the business as well. But again, I know I'm not saying. But I'm not saying that's a, and that sounds. I'm not saying that it's a good or a bad thing, because men have done that for years and they've been praised for it. So again, just because yeah. she was tough, but mm. she wasn't the same. She didn't do. Well, to be honest, anyone that's in the wrestling business, not can not one of them can put the hand on the heart and say, "I've lived a good life." That, that like, <laughs> it, it, I yeah. haven't fucked over somebody mm. for my own yeah. my own means. Yeah. That that. that well, to be honest, like I say, a lot of people like you say, like in general life, that that's probably like more true. But, um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one to to start trying to say, oh, we're going to praise someone or like to build. I something just up. always thought, I always thought that she was kind of like a bit. She was a bit of a saint. I never heard anything bad about her. I know she used. I was almost to, too fucking like, scared of her to say anything. About her. <laughs> I was watching. So I was watching some like clip videos of people talking about her and the Dudley Boys. When they first went through a table, they kind of were a bit soft with her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she went backstage and slapped the shit out of uh, uh, one of them mm-hmm. and said, don't be a pussy and do it fucking properly. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, like, like Paul oh. was saying, you shouldn't slap your co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there's a bad sign. I had just put it through a table, so, you know, <laughs> adrenaline <Yeah>. and everything. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I think, like I say, they talked about like certain aspects, but they touched on like her basically trying to prostitute the women out for about two minutes in this show. And, mm, I was, that's and, it. and it was kind of like, oh, that that's really, really scary and really horrible to be put in that situation. And then it's like, yeah. all right, yeah, now yeah. let's go at the back, how she stole back the, um, give a 20-minute feature to how she stole back the World Championship. I was like, wait there, yeah. fair enough, that's a dick move. But at least yeah. back then, the prostituting of the women, that's the scary thing. That's the thing that you should mm-hmm. be highlighting and focus on. Yeah, is the and bad it's like thing. a nail back to the good fluffy stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, like, was, <laughs> it was horrifically done in a way to kind of like, yeah, we're going to just mention this, but we're going to go all the way. To, we'll just we're going to shift your eyes this way. Look over there. That's do you kind think, of. Um, do you think the show's a little bit scared of getting too close yeah. to big like crime stuff like that? That's not that isn't sort of like you know people haven't been convicted for because mm. like, I've, I've noticed there is like there's there's plenty of like glaring omissions and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like from the from the big stars who they could easily do a dark side of the ring episode on but mm-hmm. i'm wondering if they're a bit scared <sighs> of lawyers still like at the moment like probably is there a statue and limitation on a dead person Absolutely. i don't know well i mean it's just like the family in that as well isn't it? that's true it's yeah that, that leads us on to the next episode which i've only ever watched once and it is one of the I'll most frightening things watched. to watch again uh oh. talking about breaking the law fucking new jack the life mm. and crimes of new jack did did you just watch this episode? I've seen it before, yeah, Apparently not recently, but I've seen today. it before. <laughs> you yeah. watched it today. So Nikki's braver than me. Um after I watched this episode, I never wanted to bump into New Jack or like say hi to New Jack. Um basically, uh, just like a few highlights of this episode. In one ring, he thought some wrestler had pissed him off, so he stabs him in the ring. As do you do. As you uh, do. Yeah, yeah. He thought he was being de- disrespected by putting in with, like, say, one, like a wannabe wrestler. Uh, basically, he was a fan, and he was like, a, not, oh. and so he was, got the, put, was that was that the young lad? Young lad, yeah, yeah. And, all those heartbreak in the watch, yeah. and he pretty much beat him to death. Yeah, mass yeah. transit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, that is awful. awful. Yeah, um, he did that with uh, some. Mass Transit lied about his age. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did to get into and the ring. So he was actually 17. Yeah. And um, so before he got in, he actually approached New Jack. And New Jack's the veteran in this situation. And he, um, so he approached New Jack and said what he wanted to do in the match. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will do this when I get this in. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to bleed, mm-hmm. which New Jack took as super disrespectful because. Mm-hmm. Who's this kid coming telling me how to lay the match out? He says oh. he wants to bleed. I'll make him bleed. <laughs> and so he cut him mm-hmm. um, across the table. He cut him too deep. So he actually cut two arteries in his head. And this kid's dad is in the audience. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can hear him going, he's only 17. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the whole thing was to, he felt disrespected mm-hmm. by the kid. He was called Eric Klaus Kulas, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Um, and so he wanted to teach him a lesson that you don't come in and tell the veterans how to do things, which is like mm-hmm. so fucked up. But that's just mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. least of New Jack's bad shitness. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, he, um, and he, actually, he actually, I was going to say, he still wrestles today, though. That's the crazy thing. Oh, New Jack, you can, he's not dead yet, is he? 
he's dead. He's dead, is he? He died mm-hmm. shortly after this episode was aired. That's what I was just about to say. Right. Um, yeah, yeah he like died. Super long time ago, was it? Though? I thought he was. He died the fourteenth of May, twenty twenty-one. This episode nice. aired on the thirty-first of March, twenty twenty. Oh fuck! I didn't know. So, R.I.P. Yeah. Jack, you crazy son of a bitch. It literally flew under the radar. I found out. I think it just scrolling through Twitter, mm-hmm. and it just said something really basic like R.I.P. New Jack, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, oh, well. I, I, well, I, yeah. I thought he was still alive because I thought he was like because because uh, I've I was watched uh, had an interview watched an interview with Paulie Heyman saying that he, uh, when he was talking about the ECW invasion, he was like, "I'll bring this person in. I was get I'll really fuck with my uh, man. I'll bring New Jack in." He was getting no, I can't bring New Jack in because that'll just like <laughs> uh, I'll never work for uh, WWE again. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll just never work. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was. Well, it was Paul, a crazy, crazy. Paul, you can you can sleep a little bit more soundly tonight than knowing there's one less new jack in the world. Yeah, God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's um, your dreams. It wasn't uh, fun to watch, like, though. No, that well, it was, that's, but that, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that that comes up quite a lot. The whole like, I'm gonna teach like the new blood a lesson, and yeah, like like Farouk and Bradshaw yeah. basically used to be those guys like for the, the like mm-hmm. the boys in the back they'd be like mm-hmm. they did it to the Dudley boys when they first came yeah. and they were like oh put them in the first ever match against Fruit and Bradshaw these guys will beat the shit out of them and if they if they come back then they'll be like worthy of like joining the roster properly mm-hmm. it's just like a really bad like right, right, toxic cycle they got into. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I absolutely hate what they did to to Bradshaw he was fucking amazing with their Farouk when they were in the APA. Mm. That oh, whole thing was... Like... I was going to say, I was going to... Wait there. He was the biggest bully in WWE. <laughs> no, no. The... When he was with the APA, when he was doing that whole shtick of the APA, mm-hmm, that yeah. I absolutely loved watching that. Mm-hmm. He's like long black hair and beard, and then they fucking... That but came for a, out that, and for, no. for a long real, time though, Bradshaw, Bradshaw was... I know, that's the real one. <laughs> yeah, for the long time though, Bradshaw was... One of the longest reigning WWE champions. Like, I think, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. After they split him up and they put him as JBL, um, mm. like the money mogul. Because oh. um, it was during, like, and I hate to say it because Bradshaw is a dick, but he did have some yeah. of my favorite matches with Eddie Guerrero. Like, mm. his oh. stuff he did with Eddie was just absolutely magic to watch. Um, but again, sorry to jump a little bit here, just because I know we're talking about New Jack, we're talking about Bradshaw. Takes us as a good little crossover into one of the funniest episodes, and we can laugh at this one, uh, the Brawl for All episode, because this, <laughs> like I say, was set Dr. up. Doctor Death. Doctor Death Williams was set up just because Bradshaw opened his mouth and said, "If we were really fighting, I would beat the shit out of everyone in this locker room." So, <laughs> uh, so Vince Russo went, "Okay, I don't like Bradshaw. Let's put his money where his mouth is," because at the time his career wasn't going anywhere, so he just put. Got a few tough men and put a few uh, mid carders went done to make some money, but I remember because I when I was a kid when they done the whole brawl for all freers. Does any of you remember it live? Yep. Yeah. Not live, but just ever so slightly afterwards because I was very confused why I was watching boxing. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've, I've seen the knockouts. I think it's like a yes. <laughs> But Isn't I, it like they just didn't expect it was a Bart Gunn to mm-hmm. do as well as what he was yeah. doing? They didn't do the they research. Kinda like the shit, 
now they shit their pants and mm-hmm. he was kind of like coming out on top all mm-hmm. the time. Didn't well, apparently, if, if Steve Blackman wasn't injured, he would have kicked the shit out of all of them, apparently, like because he was actually <laughs> like legitimately like could kill you. <laughs> I, I well, he was a lethal man. He's genuinely oh. like, terrifying, Steve Blackman. Yeah. Yeah, I love the story, like the actual story. I don't know if it's true because you know wrestling stories where they make up and things. <laughs> where someone done a shoot interview and said uh, JBL tried to um, have a bit of fun with Blackman at the airport like, by pushing him onto oh, yeah. the uh, <laughs> on the on the carousel with the things. Yeah, all Blackman did was turn around and kick him straight in the face and knock JBL clean out, and he just picked up his bag and left him knocked out on the floor in the airport. Yeah. My uh, God, that as is well. It. Like, I think I remember. Like, didn't he like poop his pants as well? I don't know if that's yeah. the same story. <gasps> I hope it's true. I hope it's oh, true. Yeah. There's so many wrestlers. He's got, he's got one of those faces that just looks like he he would actually smile if he killed you. I remember when they introduced Steve mm. Black. I know going off the subject completely now. When they introduced Steve Blackman into the WWE, because it was almost like a shoot. They'd done it like he was a, a fan running in trying to save him. They had Vader lie on top of him. And it was like Vader's protecting uh, this fan, and it's like Steve Blackman thing. And then, uh, like I said, they'd done a tag team match, and then turns out he was like a martial artist, and he had a contract. I know WWE <laughs> has, has a uh, a way of doing it, but that one just felt feels like proper weird, they, just with Vader lying did, on top of him. They did not know what to do with him, though. No. Like pairing him off with Al Snow. That was so, that was the <laughs> best tag team ever. Head cheese. It was so good. It was so good. Cheese but it's like you know, cheese hat. Yes, they just—it's like they almost didn't know what to do with him. But I still think one of his memory was that was it him and Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> yeah. was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty good match. But yes. Um... So the brawl for all, as you said, they didn't know what they had when Bart gun and they seem to just like say just be and again, just there's two people I blame for the ball brawl for all happening the way it is. One, Vince Russo because he's a bell end. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Jim Ross massively because he tried to he, he saw it as a way of getting Doctor Death over, so he tried to yeah. fix it and get people paired up and have them fighting with who that wanted to. Um mm-hmm. and like a lot of people give Jim Ross credit and say good old GR, but people mm. forget behind the scenes he was a monster to a lot of these talent as well. Right. He like he say, was talent relations, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my whole my whole perception on Jim Ross is going to be tarnished now. No, <laughs> no. It, oh, I'm sorry, Sammy. There's nobody in wrestling that's clean. I don't think. No, <laughs> no. I'm, I feel like I should know that, given how long I've been watching it for. So I think I should. I feel like I should know that by now. I think um, one one weird thing I heard about Jim Ross was that he was actually quite like fat phobic about like wrestlers' shapes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, like mm-hmm. coming. He has the coming... same image. He because obviously everyone knows Vince has his perfect yeah. image of a man and. You know, yeah. thank God John Cena was born because yeah. that is the image that he has. And Jim Ross was no fucking different. He yeah, had, he nah. had shared the same the same image that Vince did for the but, perfect wrestler. But like, he's not in the same shape as Vince. The no. human yeah, exactly. At least, Vince, least Vince is in like excellent shape yeah. at all times. I mean, still bad. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird yeah. that he was yeah. like. Like he was like carrying on that that whole like toxic attitude, but well, I think um, Jim, what Jim Ross's biggest problem was, and again, and this is probably going down like we all have it in a little way. Like, say he is a bit of a collector. Like we all are collectors. Mm. We can see he wanted to like anyone that made it to be one of good old Jr's boys that he's picked, and anyone that yeah. he didn't pick 
Houston didn't get the push. That's why Bart Gunn had the trouble that he had because he knocked the fuck out of GR's boy, Dr. Death. Like That was one <laughs> of the most brutal knockouts I've seen in a long time. And to basically go from saying the winner is going to get a push and going to be uh, fighting against like Austin. They weren't going to win Austin, but they were going to be like, uh, but mm-hmm. they couldn't see Bart Gunn, Austin headline in any type of pay-per-view. So that's why they punished him and said, right, we're going to put you up against a prize fighter, a Butterbean. Um, oh. And that was one of the scariest things I've seen in a wrestling, because I mm-hmm. actually thought Bart yeah. Gunn was going to like die when he got mm-hmm. when he was getting hit. Because even Butterbean said in the interview, he stupidly came out and tried to box with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and seeing that back and seeing... Like literally, I've, I've like you watch knockouts for the years, and it's like almost cartoon. You see him lift up off the floor, and he's like his neck stretches about this long as well. So yeah. it's just everything about it is just terrifying. But for that to be punished, and it kind of just killed his career in a way as well. And mm-hmm. the amount of careers that was killed because of the brawl for all is just like terrifying <laughs> as well. But yes, um, but yeah. it was such a stupid idea. <laughs> but to be fair, I think the only person that actually came out well was JBL, um, just not because of the brawl for all, just because of who he was and the standing with the company. But the fact mm-hmm. that like Vince Russo created this idea just to piss off or just to, to prove that JBL wasn't all that is just like Carney wrestling like all over, like how it works. <laughs> Yeah. Carney wrestling, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. Well, the the next one's a bit controversial. Well, a... oh yeah, the open, the open. Oh, I thought the open season too was a. I'm leaving that one till last. I think I'll leave that <laughs> yeah, one till later. I, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling <laughs> no, we're going to leave that for a bit. But the next one's a bit of a controversial one. Is the Jimmy Snooker yeah. and the death of Nancy Argentina? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Fuck. That's hard on that one. Well, yeah. is it? It's it's difficult to like to watch back now. Yeah. Um. After what happened, and again, it's basically wrestlers covering shit up, hiding things, and money talks, and a lot of things mm-hmm. that probably has happened. And again, it's similar to the Miss Elizabeth one. And there's so many different stories when it comes to like women in wrestling or people's um families in the wrestling industry how they are treated by wrestlers or by scene um this one was a hard one to watch it, again it's not one that i've personally went back and looked over no. just because of how none bothered i think that's probably the best way that jimmy snooker was after this or still like until he passed away like he never really admitted or held his hands up yeah yeah he had a career he had a life um but i don't (laughs) see i can't remember if it was a case of he did it or they think he did it i generally can't remember he he definitely did it he got convicted later on did he get convicted for it it was McMahon threw so much money at the the case, which is that's basically his main move is to just mm-hmm. like he's got he's got these crazy expensive lawyers. It doesn't matter if he could get away with a twenty grand fine or whatever. He'll just throw the high price lawyers at it. Mm-hmm. And basically, what he did to the territories, he'll just like muscle his mm-hmm. way through. 
even court cases, even murder cover-ups. Yeah. Appar- no, apparently, no, nothing is violent. Uh, <laughs> all um, sexual assault cases against them as well. Well, he got, mm. he got found out this this time now. Like I say, yeah. is is Nicky still with us? Came back with I think Nicky might be frozen this year. Yeah, I think so. Oh, poor Nicky. <laughs> you can't but if she can hear us. It's raining that bad that I'm on the conservatory roof. It's like, it's yeah, like, it's kind of. I think it's like noise canceling your voice a little bit. As well. <laughs> um, yes, if, if Nikki's listening, you can get back in the call. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, ke- I'll keep an eye out to see if she rejoins. Right. So, so that's fine. Um, I thought she was like really in depth in her notes. I was like, oh, she got something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, the the interesting thing about that snooker one was like like you say the callousness of him like mm-hmm. how there was no remorse because I'm guessing like he had to to live with yourself would you have to just believe your mm-hmm. like you, you have, have to believe to, like... he didn't do it mm-hmm. yeah you got to yeah. I guess like I don't think any of us have been put in that position no. um so we will never know for sure but surely you've got to completely 100% convince yourself mm-hmm. that didn't happen yeah. Yeah, and and it, it it tarnished his is that is that his daughter to to Mina? Yeah, Tamina, Tamina. she yeah it tarnished her career at the same time. Like it, it's it's such she, an awful. She should have been huge in respect, yeah. not just of her name but of her actual ability as well. She yeah. is a good wrestler, um, mm-hmm. and I always could never understand how she wasn't getting the push that she, she's a snooker. Like why would she not? Mm-hmm. Um, but. I mean, she got on Total Davis for a bit. She couldn't wrestle, though, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, true. No, but, but like, she, there but was, she, like, potential. Like, there was no, potential there. Yeah. She had the she had the build. She yeah. had the look. She had the name. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that they couldn't have worked with her on. Well, yeah. the height she just for never a women's really wrestler as well. She was taller than all the other women as well, so it just mm-hmm. made her look so imposing. It would have been, like, great if she was actually, like, really good. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. There's nothing that they couldn't have, like, worked on with her. Yeah. Um, she just never really... Mm-hmm. materialized up to where potentially she could have been she was always kind of like in someone else's shadow mm-hmm. yeah. and this abs- and- this this news getting bigger and bigger because i mean it was always no one um mm-hmm. but this news getting bigger definitely like cut off her career so mm-hmm. it's like like honestly like that jimmy's just Hello. he's just wrecked a bunch Hello. of lives Hello. we can hear oh there I'm you back. are <laughs> We've got your back there. That's fine. <laughs> I generally thought you were just deep in notes for a minute because you'd frozen, but <laughs> Sorry, you can, were not. Can you hear us, Nikki? Oh, we can hear, can you, hear you. us. Oh yeah, we can definitely hear. <laughs> <laughs> right, we can hear can you. Can you hear us, Nikki? No, I don't think she can. Right. She's looking stressed, bless her, but it's fine. Oh, um, oh it's okay. <laughs> We're gonna worse than it's not, live it's audio nothing like, like it's nothing that hasn't happened to any one of us before. Yeah, especially me. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a shame because as you said, there was a lot of people that had the favorite uh, wrestlers in that type of situation as well. Mm. Um, yeah, but it it it. it I'm trying to think of the right words though as well because you you don't excuse someone that did these things or acted this way and mm-hmm. and basically destroyed a lot of uh, things for a lot of people. 
Um, now I'm trying to get the view back on. It should really go. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's one of those like horrible things because the the build up is heroes. It's kind. Of, it's yeah. the same. It's the same with like actors and stuff because obviously yeah. we watch them in movies. We mm -hmm. fall in love with the characters. It's the same with wrestlers. Like we see them every week. Uh, we think we get to know them, mm -hmm. um, and it's just massively uh disappointing at, yeah. at, at, like as a small way to say it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you, only say, like, you only say like one or two percent of their actual life yeah and it's yeah. crazy like to think the shit they get to like behind closed doors can you hear so us I think we're getting some audio weirdness there yeah <laughs> no sorry about that yeah that's all right Not can you hear us okay I can now. Sorry, just the whole thing froze and I couldn't hear anything or see anything. Yeah. It was madness. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Um, no, no. Honestly, it's nothing that Where hasn't we happened to, to me a million times. About... <laughs> uh, we're, we're, just... we're still We didn't move subjects while you were sort getting stuff sorted. <laughs> Do I even miss the beginning of that? What, oh, what, what, which well, episode oh gosh, I didn't even know when you froze. I just... <laughs> <laughs> the last we were talking about was Brawl for All. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Okay, we just wanted Jimmy Snooker, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, oh, right. basically... Okay, yeah. Basically, yeah. just talking about how how it's like there's so many wrestlers that have disappointed us because we thought they were like all heroic and stuff, and it turns out so, like a lot of them are just like not what you expect in a very disappointing way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, going from like say the Jimmy Snooker because as oh. I said, it is quite like a, a like a sad one. To I know it sounds bad, but I can't help but laugh at this episode. It's the David Swaltz, the slap heard around the world. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen which this one's one. Oh, is this what we were talking about the other day? Well, basically, this... it was um, he was an old school wrestler where he was yes. very much into kayfabe. Where uh, Vince McMahon, because he was like he was going to be the big heel, he was supposed to be going to be one of the ones that faced Hogan at, at the WrestleManias and stuff like that. Uh, but he'd done things that's pissed off so many things. Like, he didn't actually get sacked for the slap. He got sacked no, for trying didn't. to fight Misty T, uh, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah. th the fact is, uh, when they've done this interview, and again, I laugh because he still believes he's done nothing wrong. He still believes he went to be a bounty <laughs> hunter. And when they were doing interviews, he took him to the shed where he was getting, this is the all these different type of illegal weapons he owns. I was like, oh, fuck, he's getting fucked over here. So he goes in. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but the actual slap, it's basically Vince McMahon said, I want you to go out and be interviewed in character. And he thought in his head, if someone asked him if something's fake, what would you do and what would you react to like in character? Yeah. So he slaps the reporter, not once, but twice, like full on hand. Well, probably soft for a wrestler slap, but for a, a normal person. And all you see is that reporter scurry away, terrified, running around. Yeah. And probably in the back of her mind, he's he's probably saying, "I'm a millionaire now," because he's because he's he's, he's, yeah, he's going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He sued. Um, he sued him directly, mm -hmm. and then I think he sued Vince later on. Um, it was from 60 Seconds. Mm -hmm. It was the, an interview from 60 Seconds. And to be honest, how fucking smarmy he was. I'm surprised he didn't get slapped <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Um, the guy who well, who did it, he, me and absolutely fell in love with him. Like, I feel like I could just sit and listen to his fucking stories all day. <laughs> he just 
everything was it was so theatrical to him mm-hmm. um but yeah he was definitely old school wrestler like lived the kayfabe life yeah um but it was it, I, we only watched that one recently because we started filling the gaps of mm. ones that we missed mm. yeah. and that and was one of them now now that you've described that i have definitely seen that clip before um mm. didn't know much of the backstory or like what happened afterwards mm. but like mm. i think like didn't vader do that as well on like in Kuwait, because he, he, right. he got arrested. Oh, yeah, he, he got to, put yeah. in Kuwaiti prison, didn't he? he, he, he Kuwaiti prison? That's what he said. Because someone said it was fake. But there was, like, I, the two things that stand out about this interview um, that, again, shocked, well, not shocked, but the guy from 60 Minutes who got slapped, what he said at the end, he went, um, oh, for years I had pain or ringing in the ear when we me kid screamed i couldn't enjoy time me kid because of the pain and went oh when did your pain stop pain stop he went when i got paid oh. <laughs> piece of shit yep. deserved it and slapped him harder so that was annoyed and then they showed a clip again funny enough what jake said uh hulk hogan was asked the same thing in studio and then he went oh will you demonstrate a wrestling move so he put the reporter in a front face lock tightened it up and the guy passed out. He choked <laughs> yeah. the guy out, flied yeah. him on the floor. He went. Uh, a lot of people think uh, wrestling is is um, like not physical. This is a simple wrestling mode move that we professionals can handle. This non-professional can't handle. And he steps over <laughs> him and walks off set. And Hulk Hogan didn't get anything wrong with him. It, like I said, no. nothing was said about oh, no. that. Uh, no, yeah. why would you? Golden balls and everything. <laughs> Hot dog man. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're back with us, Nikki. Did you watch that episode? Oh, she's Did, still... Again, sorry. No, no, <laughs> just saying now you're back with us. Did you see that episode of, of the show? Oh, the... Uh, the... The present at the internet smacked. Mm. He's all smacked out of his entire body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> literally smacked to the yeah. ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt really. I I I remember watching it and thinking like mm-hmm. he he did what he was told to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, like you know he's like he's what he wants to know if if wrestling's going to show him. So like I yeah mm-hmm. he did exactly that, but. Yes, not not the way to go about it with someone who isn't a wrestler or anything. It was full on, open, yeah. like full on open hands. <laughs> Could you imagine it happening now though? Like, like you said, the guy was being off the snappy fucker as well, so I couldn't had a really slappable way. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine it now yeah. though? Like say uh, someone like Pierce Morgan interviewing a wrestler and I'm asking him a question, and Brock the wrestling, wrestler starts <laughs> slapping down a Pierce Morgan. That would just, like. I mean, there would be cheers heard around the world. I think. be parties in the streets and all sorts. <laughs> it's just the thing that they say, though, isn't it? It's like now they say, oh, it was, you know, you you hear some of the like takers said it and stuff like, oh, back back in my day, we were we were tougher, we weren't soft and things like that. It's just, mm. I know they're like, oh, that's how it was. That's how it was back in the day. That's how they handled things. But it just kind of all feeds into really toxic. 
mm-hmm. mentality of like bravado and and show up which mm-hmm. then goes into the whole mental health yeah. and mm-hmm. but you obviously see it isn't it's just a super toxic way to be yeah. but yeah i'm really glad that they got out of it now and they're all playing video games instead i mean yeah they would have to prove how tough they were in like bars if someone said wrestling's fake they would have to get into an actual fight yeah. and potentially get um, killed like, haku. Yeah. he didn't haku get her, uh, he did that to someone as well i think i'm pretty sure he broke someone's nose in a bar for no, saying yeah, he was me, like yeah I, mean, I, think he, I think he basically poked his eye out as well so oh, he yeah. broke his face yeah i think and, like, he gouged the guy's eye yeah, out yeah, yeah. But to be honest, Haku was yeah. fighting everyone in like he was fighting people yeah. in airports. I think he, he was actually <laughs> legitimately hard as fuck though. Like. Yeah. <laughs> was it um Haku? I believe it Chris... took several police to take him down. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. Was, I think it was Haku who broke Chris Jericho's heart as well, because when Chris Jericho growing up thought wrestling was you know, as we did, all real. And he went up to him to ask for his autograph, expecting him to like start speaking in a different language. Mm-hmm. And he like kind of he's like trying to break it down, going, Can I have your autograph? <laughs> and he just looked at him and went, Fuck off, kid. <laughs> and he absolutely broke his heart. But not only could he speak English, he wasn't he was, in that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Jerry Gordon needs to have his heart broken more. Because he punched him in the chest. <laughs> he broke his yeah, heart. He punched was, him in the chest. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like Haku was like ahead of the curve on the, on the like. The, <laughs> he, he, Jerry Jerry fuck off. he knew. <laughs> <laughs> but um no i think like when they do like the videos and stuff say so, out, out of which wrestlers did you ever grow up with or you ever like be around which wrestler would you not mess with and like everyone everyone has said haku they would not yeah. fuck with because he would literally yeah. kill them um i think like, <laughs> like, i think it's all like like that like the tribal and like say the background as well but yeah. um going off like say that one like as, as a funny episode it comes to like say the end of this series. Two of the more sad ones that like say the 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 final episode literally breaks oh. me hard to watch every time. Oh, um, yeah. but the last ride of the Road Warriors, um, just yeah. with being a kid and being such a Legion of Doom fan, I wasn't yeah. like yeah. I, I wasn't old enough for Road Warriors before. It was when you come to D uh, WWE. And seeing them, like, I was always a weird kid. I wanted them to wrestle in the shoulder pads, even though officially it would fucking kill someone if they did. Yeah, <laughs> logistically, they would never be able to move. But if you, in your head, you were like, no, do it, please, show me. That's what, that's what the action figures did, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But seeing what went on between that tag team, because that's probably the more behind the scenes that you don't realise. And yeah. Hawk just basically falling apart due to substance abuse and as a lot of the wrestlers do but yeah. again and nobody in the world could could have helped him like in that situation and the sad thing with that is that at the end when he got himself clean he he passed away yeah it's a it's it's a t- it's a tale as old as time when it comes to wrestlers eddie guerrero is a prime example mm-hmm. he was clean he was sober but unfortunately his lifetime his long years of substance abuse finally mm-hmm. caught up with him and at a time when he was probably at his healthiest his body let him down mm-hmm. it's and it's just it's so sad that that's the case and it, it becomes a theme mm-hmm. in the fourth season the amount of substance abuse well, that, between wrestlers i would like to call the fourth yeah. season the drug years shall we see <laughs> yeah that, i think that I, I think i've got like a few episodes in and i was like seems to be a common theme here yes um but it's so it must be so easy 
mm-hmm. to be one it'd be completely accessible mm-hmm. two you've give, you're talking to people who know how to heal you with these drugs like mm-hmm. essentially because that's what they're looking for mm-hmm. whether they're looking to be healed mentally physically they can be healed by these magic uh mm-hmm. pills and it's it's just so fucking sad man it is a fucking it's... disease and i absolutely i just i was broken mm-hmm. by a couple of episodes in the eddie graham one really fucking oh, broke us. that one's a hard one too it's, I, but i wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. no i think you know, not that knowing just got crazier about it. and crazier and crazier yeah. the more the more i watch and i just another aspect of the story would come up and it's like jesus like, christ how did nobody can this family not just did, catch a fucking get... break uh, yeah that's the thing though with the eddie graham one because everyone's heard the names but you don't know the backstory yeah. behind it you always you all know like the startup of the um how like say all the different i can't even think of the word now territory sorry was formed and how the agreements were put in and it was eddie graham uh, who started all and like was the uh, mm-hmm. commander in chief everyone th- everyone thinks that wrestling starts and finishes with uh, the the name mcmahon but it doesn't mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff oh, that does yeah. come before and but from a family that had everything to i think the daughter said like like when she grew up she wanted for nothing she like yeah. anything that she had like she, it was just perfect living style but then when it when it stopped and it all ended with the the, the death of uh and like you say the suicide of Eddie, uh, of a grandfather because mm-hmm. a father wasn't ready to do it and the, the mental toll and the and the effects it has on a family especially if you like a close-knit family as well and again that's yeah. why i like say when we talk about suicide it's not just affecting you yourself it's affecting no the people that you surround as well so that's why it's always good to try and reach out and always good to try and yeah. get support luckily now there's more support than there was back then oh you just told yeah. them man up and get on with uh get on with it back yeah. then um but again just taking it back a little bit sorry um yeah but, sorry no no it's, it's fine that was it's, the one that kind of like that it was the theme of season I it's fine. yeah sorry i think it's Go gonna i think to it's i think it's gonna jump from time to time but the episode itself um it's a weird one because i can watch it again but and again it's like the bruiser brody story you wanted different yeah. results for the ending yeah, yeah you the, so wanted it just to work you, all you, out you, didn't you the own heart one yeah. um because oh. i remember being a kid staying up watching that pay-per-view yeah and it happening so this I one i remember uh, watching it on videotape yeah, I, was, I was 12 mm-hmm. when that one was on yeah i remember watching it and thinking what the hell is going on yeah and mm-hmm. oh it still still haunts me to this day like thinking oh mm-hmm. yeah it's oh. i think we've all just like kind of deflated when his names came yeah. into it like because oh. he was absolutely brilliant brilliant wrestler brilliant person mm-hmm. like just you never heard he any bad words no, he was not a nugget. No, he was not a nugget. I think the sad thing that always comes out of it as well, he was ready to get out of the wrestling game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, just be a proper family man and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's really hard to think that. Mm-hmm. And you mix what killed him, basically. And again, Negligence. Um, yeah. That's the word you're looking for. <laughs> yes. And with me being a wrestling fan, 
And I think at the time, like say the internet wasn't that prevalent and I know we all hear the stories now, but you you don't know what's went on or what's gone on behind the scenes and everything like that. And I was always confused growing up why hmm. Martha was so against the WWE and yeah. everything that was going on and like how like through the years they've had petitions and to try to get Owen in uh, the Hall of Fame to recognise mm. like what he'd done. And I never understood truly why she was so ad- adamant. And even like the Hart family had painted her as the black sheep and like going against it and like should be thing. So as a fan, I never understood it until I watched mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah. yeah. And that opened my eyes to a lot of different things to I see Martha, uh, Martha uh, Hart, uh, Dr. Martha Hart, sorry. Um, Give her a proper title. <laughs> nice. Um, the respect and, like, say, the understanding <laughs> that she deserves with yeah. with that, because, yeah, she's a woman that's maintained her husband's legacy mm-hmm. on her terms, based on yeah. the way that he was unfairly taken away from her and the children. And yeah. I thought that was such a powerful message that I got. Uh, like I, I, I was the biggest Bret Hart fan growing up, so I was always yeah. on Bret's side, and even I was pissed off at Bret Hart for the acceptance and willingness to accept McMahon's deal to yeah, what thing, and let let's not be like like beat about the bush as well. She got peered from this as well. I know mm-hmm. we got I think it was eighteen million, yeah, the payoff, yeah. um, which again is more. It's it's like say if you I'm sure if you asked her eighteen million or own heart, it's no contest. She would never even have yeah. that. Would never pick money over him. Um, no. But it's such but a. She str- also had. She also had when it comes to that kind of payout, you've got children to think of. Yeah. You've got you've got a life to think of, and a and a life is just completely being taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Eighteen million is going to help. I know it does. It'll never. And she probably begrudgingly did it but she would have had a lot to take into yeah. account mm-hmm. when yeah. making that decision she is an absolute hero um the way that she's never stood stood down to them she mm-hmm. wants them to be held accountable and mm-hmm. um, and they should be fucking held accountable for what they yeah. did mm-hmm. um they took away such a such a young star mm-hmm. yeah and really almost like they don't give a shit mm-hmm. yeah that's well, the impression like... that they get yeah. yeah, like for, for someone who abs- like totally missed the hearts because they were already gone by the time I started watching, mm-hmm. you never you never heard a word about anything. You would have to yeah. like go back and watch old videotapes, mm-hmm. but they never like they never said anything about any any hearts or they never gave any respect to like the name yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. Like no. it was almost as if they just tried to scrub it. Mm-hmm. As soon as like as soon as Martha didn't give McMahon like the thanks, he thought you know like oh we've you know, we've made good, we've sent you these video tips of everyone saying how much they love them and stuff, mm-hmm. which apparently like the sent like like the day before or something, like the day after, sorry, mm-hmm. like immediately sent her all these tips and stuff and she's like trying to deal with it and it's kind of like this whole like, I think like McMahon wanted like her to say like, oh, we forgive you type of thing. Yeah, like instantly, yeah. Like, how guilty is that? Like if you want yeah. uh, forgiveness like before anything's ever been said, like. Yeah. Probably wasn't even called. And he was probably begging for our forgiveness. Yeah. He's such a callous, horrible man. And you're right, Owen's legacy isn't even mentioned 
Mm. Like it's no. hardly ever mentioned. See, like with me and Paul and maybe Sammy as well, um, we watched it from like an early age, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like we saw both the hearts and like the heart foundation and everything. Like, well, it was yeah. the it was on the rocket when he first came in. Yeah, with yeah by it, was, uh, it was a court yeah. by tag, tag team, like two high yeah. flyers. But I was probably yeah. around when I think I first recognised. Fresh Heart was probably around 93. Mm, and... yeah, I, I started watching in 92. I remember my first show was SummerSlam 92. <laughs> Which one was SummerSlam? Was it one SummerSlam? It was the. It was, it was at Wembley was... Stadium. It was the one where the British oh, Bulldog versus. Um, yeah. I, I have seen that one. Oh, uh, no, British... but wasn't that. Wasn't that like a really sad end and where the beat yeah. the hell out of like British Bulldog? Yeah, because yeah, he, like, uh, he was, he was, was... He was um, full of heroin. <laughs> my granddad was absolutely raging because we all. <laughs> you know as brits had to cheer on the british guy and we come from watching english wrestling into this american like yeah. wild thing and me granddad was like no you can't pay any other attention to anybody else but the british bulldog we even used to get juice boxes with little bulldogs oh, on our <laughs> Fuck yeah Fuck yeah. yeah um but yeah i remember that <laughs> but um gone like said I know he's saying <clears throat> you can't go back. The legacy is hard to watch. I know the match WrestleMania 10 between Brett and Owen was a little a clinic if you want to watch old school oh, wrestling. Yeah. Like yeah, how to, how to wrestling, how, yeah. wrestling. I know mm-hmm. AEW, I can't remember who did it. Was it... Um, I, was, I, would, I think it was either Cash uh, Wheeler or um, and someone else where they actually do, basically replayed... And it replays the wrong one. Reenacted the WrestleMania mm. Ten match, like in aspects yeah. like the big spots. If you go back and play it back, like the, I think there was a, a TikTok or a YouTube video where they played the two matches back and move for move, they were exactly the same. It was like yeah. their little homage to Owen and Owen Hart and Brett, which oh, I thought was strange. like fantastically weird done. Like, um, it's little things like that that Owen Hart will never like say leave the wrestling industry because you like. Um, Jake will laugh here, but you you wouldn't have the young books if it wasn't for Owen Hart. You wouldn't have, uh, the independent style flippy flappy. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was like yeah, a high flyer, his... a high flyer, and technical at the same time. It was yeah, about, like, yeah. proper ahead of his time. Yeah. Like, which is which is nuts when you think about all the talent in the business that he was still ahead of everyone somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was totally unappreciated in my eyes until kind of later on mm-hmm. when, I, when I would go back and watch over mm-hmm. old matches and I was like, oh my God, it's it's the same mm-hmm. thing with me every time. I don't appreciate someone while they're here, but once they're gone, I'm like, oh, look what the fuck I've just missed out on. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I could have been watching that in real time and I just now have to watch it in a highlight mm-hmm. and look at it from there. Because the yeah. technical ability on that man was ridiculous. It's like he, it's like he took everything from the dungeon and just fucking turned it. I don't know. I did, it did not, he, he didn't learn how to do the backflips in the dungeon. I'll tell you that. No. <laughs> it was about this high up the floor. <laughs> I can see him getting That's true. <laughs> getting Imagine, you know, that's one way to learn how to take a fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's too hard. stretching you out it's until it's you gave up. Like, <laughs> um, three hours. Well, yeah, he always reminds us ready to rumble that. <laughs> <laughs> he always got overlooked, though, no, because he was only like, was it Five foot six or something. He was short. Yeah. He always got overlooked because yeah. uh, Vince McMahon like the the big fellas, didn't he? So like, well, it's not yeah, just that as he... well. It's just during the Attitude Era when Warm was still up kicking about. Um, everyone else was like accepting, saying, "I'll do this, I'll do that." 
he was saying no to everything. So they wanted him mm. to pretend to have an affair with Deborah McMichaels. He went, no. Uh, he wanted them to yeah. pretend he was cheating on his wife. He was like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh. I'm, I'll, I'll do stupid, wacky stuff. That's why he done yeah. the blue yeah. blazer and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Drink your milk. <laughs> yeah, drink. But, um, yeah, I think that's why he was... I think Owen Hart now would be probably one of the biggest wrestlers in the world. Oh, it's just yeah. a shame yeah. he wasn't the cartoonish or... Um, selling basically the vitamins or the, the ice cream bars that um you would have got from the day. But uh, well, it, mm-hmm. if you look at Seth Rollins now, mm-hmm. like that is literally like what injuring channeling. Yeah, well, apart from that, I mean, his character. Wow. <laughs> I'm talking about the character here, like the characters Sorry. he plays. Yeah, and um, like it's literally he's channeling like one heart every mm-hmm. time with like the evil little schemes and like the mm-hmm. he's just he's he's like a proper caricature. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna say, has he just turned into a cartoon villain now? Because he yeah, really basically. is like yeah. very animated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fellow, he's just he's just copying off of Becky. He's just like saying, "Oh, Becky's doing this. I'm gonna have to outdo her." I think that, yeah. I, I think they're both trying to do this with each other yeah. every time. I'm so, but every time she kind of just kicks him in the nuts and goes, "Yeah, I'm better because she is better." I know. <laughs> I know. Becky lost her shit on the rest, last <sighs> WrestleMania because of uh, Seth's jacket. She was like, "How the fuck did he get that jacket? I want that jacket!" And she was like, literally <laughs> kicking off backstage because he had a better jacket in. And like, if you go back and watch it, um, like say it. it it's it's probably for the best that like the wrestling we're getting now, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. just they need to kill off a few storylines. But again, we'll we'll get into that in another episode. Um, because yes, I, I need to catch up. <laughs> well, I thought we were just doing Dark Side of the Ring today. I haven't I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. All right. Um, before we move on to like the other happy fun stuff as well, I think I think times I think now's uh, the time. time to mention the hard one, the one like yes. say, the, the two parter. Uh, the Chris Benoit like uh, tale that that came out like part one was basically the lead up and then part two was like the after effects. Um, mm. I know there's a lot of talk of things that in this episode that was quite interesting to hear. Still doesn't excuse what went happened or what went down, but hearing the things about brain damage and concussion, yeah. CTE and stuff, CTA, yeah. Um, and the effect of losing Eddie as well, I think that probably has played a part more than anything else. But again, again, mm-hmm. it comes down to mental health, mm-hmm. taking responsibility for it, and mm-hmm. um, the company taking responsibility for headshots. They clearly had to have known what mm-hmm. kind of damage that can do to somebody. It's mm-hmm. I'm not passing blame on anyone when it comes to this at all. He was responsible for his own actions, mm-hmm. um, but there has to be some form of accountability when it comes to. And I know they started to change things, but it was too fucking late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the worst yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. It's not like he went off the rails and just went a bit crazy. He mm-hmm. did the fucking worst thing possible. Mm-hmm. And there's been, well, we've made these changes, but we're not really gonna, you know, take any acceptance for this. We'll just fucking shut them all out, put them under the carpet. It's done and dusted with. Um, I think, it really fucking hacks us off a little bit when it comes to that. And I think yeah. what breaks me. But I'm the same of... with the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think what breaks me heart quite a lot about this episode as well is what happens to his other son. How he's kind yeah. of like ostracized from the wrestling community, and like yeah, no one. It's like the Ben one name is a dirty word to say in 
Yeah. Like, like in WWE, mm-hmm. or uh, say, say you've got to be a brave wrestler to say his name. And just mm. because he had that name, like no fucker would go near them. And I think that was down to their own families as well, because when they mentioned it, like um, Nancy's uh, sister, sister. Uh, was told that David didn't want to see her. And David was told that Nancy's sister didn't want to see her. So them for years... Mm-hmm were separated mm-hmm. and you could tell how much that must have hurt them and broke them yeah. to that degree. So Yeah. The effects her, her sister oh sorry. The effects on Chris Benoit's decision on that day almost killed the wrestling industry. That's just par one. That's that's not mm-hmm. important in this type of situation. Yeah. But the fact that he did what he did and took the lives of Nancy and his little boy and the ways he did it as well, which I'm not going to describe. I don't think it deserves no. to be think. It doesn't, doesn't need to be talked um, about. We all know. I just think, again, it's it's disgusting. And mm-hmm. there's no excuses in the world that would ever be given to say, oh, I think he still made a conscious decision to do what he did. Yeah. But there should have been wellness things put in place. There should have been, like, what, okay. is, what is frustrating as well? And this is, again down to like communication everyone in this show episodes who did the interviews said they noticed a difference they said they noticed a change they noticed things were going bad yeah did any of them stand in to do anything no they didn't they didn't but at the same time i think um you can direct it at other people but when it comes to chavo guerrero Mm -hmm. he was going through a lot Mm -hmm. and this is just my personal opinion he was going through a lot he obviously lost Eddie. He was clearly seeing that it was having an effect, but I don't think he, I think his blinkers potentially were on mm-hmm. because of his own grief. Yeah. That's yeah. just my personal opinion on Chavo Guerrero. Um, his, her sister is an incredibly compassionate person. Mm-hmm. She's been on Chris Jericho's podcast before and she has a level of forgiveness I don't think I'd ever be able to reach. Nah. Yeah. I don't think I could ever reach to what she can. Um, and I, I said, it's probably our only way of survival, mm-hmm. in all yeah. honesty. Um, but she's oh, listening to her is is really it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's such a lesson when it comes to the grief process and the anger that follows yeah. that. Um, this episode was a tough one, yeah. really, really tough one. And it opened season two. <laughs> it's not like we got it at the end. No, yeah. this is like this is yeah. how you start in the season. We're doing a two-parter on Chris Benoit. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna hit Possibly you right enough. in the fucking. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna hit you right in the face yeah. with it on it straight away on episode two. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jericho is gonna narrate it. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, I think that. I think that. <laughs> I think that was like one of the first ones that I like saw every part of, as in lived through like the moment it happened yeah. and obviously yeah. saw the entire of uh his wwe run i don't i probably didn't see any wcw but as soon as like i started bringing in some guys mm-hmm. and he was yeah. definitely like a standout mm-hmm. and like he was on tv a lot um, yeah so different it's, it's caused this like really weird thing where there's obviously some people who are like my friend was chris and it's like that's the man i knew and oh. the man I the man I knew didn't do this, therefore they put like a weird respect on him. That yeah, it's, stri- it's yeah, like a strange you, thing. You can't separate the two. 
no. because it was the one yeah. who did it. So it's I it's like they're almost and I I get it to a certain degree. They're trying to come like compartmentalize it in their brain yeah. mm-hmm. to try and understand what it is, what's happened, but they're just not seeing the right thing. Maybe this is something mm-hmm. they should be seeing mm-hmm. to, to each therapist. other and not <laughs> yeah. us. And, yeah. 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 To get yeah, my yeah. to get my true feelings on this aspect as well, because I, I won't do it here because I don't think it's fair. But well, don't mention it then. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there is an interview with uh, Paulie Heyman. Like Paulie Heyman is one of the biggest scumbags in wrestling. Let Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. He he's fucked over so many people. But he does it. I think if you go on YouTube, just type in uh, S- S- Paulie Heyman reacts to someone saying ben, uh, Chris Benoit or saying my, my boy oh, it is literally the perfect reaction and perfect viewpoint what Chris Benoit should be talked about and mm-hmm. even though Paulie Heyman I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he says or a lot of things he does fair enough he makes money that's all he, he's there to do yeah yeah but his point, I don't know if you guys have seen it on YouTube. No, yeah. Oh, I vaguely yeah. think, I think, I think it's I something remember, that's come yeah. up on, it's probably come it's, up on TikTok at some it's point. On TikTok, and it does the rounds quite a It's doing the rounds at the minute on TikTok, actually, yeah. again. Um, oh, I'll probably get it. Then I got the Miz one today, so I'll probably get that <laughs> one tonight. I think it's, it's he's on stage, isn't he? Is it mm. his one man show kind of thing, and someone yeah. kind of shouts uh, Chris Benoit's name, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Why?" <laughs> um, and he he gives a real, like you said, it's a really eloquent, mm-hmm. well put together kind of thought. And I think yeah. I'm 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 with you. I, I was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I agree with mm-hmm. with Paul mm-hmm. on that one." Yeah, I'll not I'll not agree with Paulie Heyman a lot of things he says. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very it's very difficult, but he's he's very good at talking, and he, the yes. way he yeah. puts himself across mm-hmm. is I, I could listen to him and mm-hmm. not have kind of opinion on him personally. And mm-hmm. um, the one thing that came out of this was the conspiracy theories. Yes, and fuck me, was this some absolute corkers when it came to this? So my I don't want to say personal favorite, mm-hmm. kind of is. Um, is the Kevin O'Sullivan one? Yes, I was just going yeah. to mention that one. Yeah. So Kevin O'Sullivan mm-hmm. gets in his car, does the deed, and drives away. It's Kevin O'Sullivan all along. <laughs> Not okay. even joking. Mm-hmm. People genuinely believe that Kevin O'Sullivan <sighs> killed the Benoits. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. They even come up with a fucking timeline. Because they don't want. Because <laughs> except people don't want to say like have their heroes. Yeah. Showing this light, but again, yeah. and I know it's 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 hard to say, but I think like that's as much as much time as I want to give him. If I'm going to be honest, yeah. I like say Nancy talk about her all day. Like as woman, she was yeah. like she as, was as it shows shows on the show. Uh, she revolutionized, like say the manager role. She was beautiful, mm. powerful, everything that you wanted in an on air talent, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. And so I would like to say the last thing on this case on that thing is, like I say, she is sorely missed. Yes, as Nancy is the yeah. last name to mention yeah. on there. But yes. So yeah. next episode, then let's skip ahead. Well, we'll skip. We'll skip a few seasons. We'll go to the more recent ones. Just because. Oh, can we not just do it? Can we do one? Hmm. Maybe two from the third season. Well, we'll, we'll just go looking... back. It's just, like I say, I thought oh, we'd, okay. we'd go back okay. to some of the more recent. Because the one I want to talk about is the one that, like I say, 
um, probably most people haven't watched is the word according to Marty fucking Janetti. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. kick myself that I totally <laughs> forgot this was I thought because I remember yeah, you seeing there was an amazing one <laughs> and I say this to answer today it's a Bam Bam Bigelow one I'm telling you this is the one and no. I totally forgot oh, actually I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick a quick shout out to the Bam Bigelow because I don't think the Bam Bam Bigelow one doesn't need much airtime just because no. it's not a dark side it's, of the ring it's just a sad no, tale a of, sad story. of a man working his ass off <laughs> for his family mm-hmm. makes mistakes but mm-hmm. there's nothing dark or bad about the Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. He wasn't it's... a bad. He wasn't a no. bad person. Yeah. He wasn't an asshole. Like he just, he was just a man trying to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. It was. Do you know what? I'm glad they did it because I'm glad I got to see him mm-hmm. have his little moment because I don't yeah. think it's a name that kind of gets put out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the one where Anne said these are the ones that hit me the hardest. Mm-hmm. Is the ones where it is just a genuine story of a yeah. man's life, and you get to hear their family side of it and all. And you went, these are the ones that hurt the most. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not a dark side of the ring. Yeah, it's just a, a I wrestling. I don't think sad it was story. Yeah, I don't like because I don't think they'll do an Eddie Guerrero one because it's not a sad mm. start. It's not like bad. It's just that. It's not, but it would be very interesting <laughs> if they did because the Guerrero family is an incre- is really interesting. That's a different. That's a different story. But like, that's a different. <laughs> oh, yeah. If we talk about the Guerreros, like how fucked up Vicky is, but yeah, but anyway. <laughs> she only married into them. <laughs> yeah, true. And then she prostituted everyone else, but yes. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but the Marty Janetti one, who watched the Marty Janetti one so far? Because I know it's from the last episodes that was shown. I'm going to go and watch it after this because I'm devastated I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but I did Marty. listen to um, I listened to Chris Jericho with the producers of that episode today on Talks Jericho. Right, and they were going on about how mental Marty Jannetty is. The person like, <laughs> I didn't realise that Marty Jannetty was still alive. He shouldn't yeah, be still same. alive. Yeah, Pixie. I know. <laughs> they said he's basically wheelchair bound now, isn't he? Like... Yeah, because he was wrestling. For... Oh, he's still alive. Yeah, he was wrestling for three years with a broken ankle, and his yeah. ankle was about this thing, oh, and he yeah. was kept on taping it down to keep it in place. <sighs> Yeah, uh, but and didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he marry his stepdaughter or something? Right? Someone's <laughs> just saying in the chat he even listed after his stepdaughter. Yeah, he he basically. Oh, what a fucking creep! Yeah, I think I remember seeing. Yeah, basically, yeah, Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti. If you sent him a message on uh, Twitter and said, "I want to fuck you," he would meet you to fuck. Doesn't matter who you were. He, he <laughs> yep. literally, he literally was, like, say that open. But it's basically telling about the story and basically how Shawn Michaels fucked him over. But it wasn't Shawn he Michaels. Was, fucking he was him. fucked. He was fucked before then, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and even Shawn Michaels, like, even the people who interviewed him said no, they couldn't do it because all Marty Jannetty wanted to do was go out, take drugs, uh, fuck women, and then come back and wrestle. And it was affecting his wrestling. Um, well, Sean was complicit though. Like yeah. in, like he he was with him. Like you know, they did awful stuff. Like mm-hmm. like slept with women, shaved their heads, and then chucked them out in the hotel. Like oh my naked god, the pieces like of that. shit. Yep. Yeah, and that's why the robbers were released the first time, mm-hmm. and then they were right. brought back. And then that's when they made the idea to split Sean. Uh, and Marty up. <laughs> to try and fix them. Because yeah. yeah. saw separate them, them from each other. Because they saw yeah. Sean is making money, which. He went on to be, let's be say, the best main event at, at WrestleMania that's ever been, uh, yeah. over and over again. Um, sorry, Kurt Angle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the, 
thing is though with Marty Jannetty is this it's it's basically like you could just be like it's story time with Adam Cole baby. Um it's basically <laughs> Jack and Nori, like you don't know what's <laughs> half is true. He's yeah. basically sitting down with these yeah. interviews and he's just got this smile, like a crooked smile, and he's telling them all this shit saying, Oh, I was doing this, uh, this person fucked us over, this person stole this, and they were like, No. Uh, even Al Snow was get this person was not I when they paired me up as the new rockers, I didn't yeah. know know what I was getting in for. Uh, and Al Snow is one of the craziest motherfuckers out there. Yep. Nice. <laughs> um, but the big story is, and you'll have heard this because it had done the rounds on the internet for so long, he tells a story of how he killed a man. Yes, oh, no, I remember I this not, coming I out. I have not heard this story. So he was yeah. a 14-year-old boy. He says um, a, a man was giving him drugs, took him in his car, and started mm-hmm. uh, molesting him. Right. So again, I'm not taking the piss. Like that's, that's a horrible thing. And so Marty Jannetty turned around and beat the man to death, and says and give the description of where it happened, and how he threw him in the river. Mm-hmm. And this was like twenty, thirty years after it happened, to the point where right. the police investigated it. The police looked at all the local missing persons and reported back, and actually said. This person is telling shit. <laughs> this did not happen. And yeah. Marty Jannetty still um, tells the story today. He's like he's went back and like even like say with, when you're interviewing Al Snow and get what what about the story and like Al Snow rolls his eyes and get yeah Marty tells us to everyone he's basically ugh. told it all the way through the wrestling industry to the point where Marty Jannetty says I might not have killed him. So he's like trying to play it out devil's advocate now. He says, um, yeah. but. If, say, if, for example, if someone is attacking me in this way, I think I had the right to self-defense and defend myself in any which way I needed to. And, yeah, so that... And it sears it with a look in the face, and then it goes back and all the people that's worked with Martin Jannetty, and it's like, yeah, it's... I, some people are saying, oh, I completely believe in him. Some are saying he's a fucking liar, um, <laughs> which is just one of the craziest things. And it, it's like watching a cartoon... Yeah. Like the way he tells his life, and yeah. it's just sad because yeah, he was like... he was talented. Don't get us wrong. I don't yeah. I don't think he was as talented as Shawn Michaels, and I'll no, I'll no. say that to the thing when yeah. you go Definitely back and not. watch when you go back to the Rockers uh, wrestling matches. One was a brute force. Marty Jannetty liked to fight in the ring. Shawn Michaels used to wrestle. That was the two yeah. differences mm-hmm. when you go back. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Um, if you haven't watched that one, sorry to spoil it for you, but it is one of the more no, entertaining yeah. ones no, to watch. Yeah. It sounds really, really you're interesting. Right, you're right, though. I remember when that hit the news about them like having to investigate that definitely, yeah. like, after after it had been put on television. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got some slight insight to Janetti that I heard on a podcast where mm-hmm. someone who was like a wrestling manager, he must have shown up to be like, you know, the big guest spot for the night at like an indie show. Right. He showed up steaming drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around the time when Dabin was popular, you know, one of these. Oh. <laughs> he 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 learned about dabbing from people doing it in the locker room. <laughs> and when he went out for his match, that's pretty much all he would do to the, like, you know, like the entire thing. Like, so like at first the other guy was playing along with him. And then that's all he would do. He wasn't wrestling. He was completely drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the crowd were then like, what the hell is going on here? Um, Also, he was uh, backstage. Do you remember Yoshitatsu, Mm -hmm. uh, the Japanese wrestler? He was was there too. 
he kept like staring and being like, oh, who, who's that girl that's in the locker room? Because he's got like very long black hair. Yeah. <laughs> like from behind. So yeah, it was just like all the stories about him in recent years. Like he's, I can't believe the people will pay him to show up to, yeah. to and, and, let, and it, let him roam free in the locker room. Maybe well. he just wanted to see the car crash in person. Like maybe yeah. he just wanted to see it like unravel. Yeah. So does that mean Sean was correct to throw him through that window? Then? Yes. Oh my god! I <laughs> but, but, but can I just say though that wasn't real glass? Yeah, <laughs> was it not? See, Jungle Boy, you don't need real glass to get over. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, I had to get that one in. Um, <laughs> but interesting ones for this season. I know, like I said, the, the the fourth season was huge on the drug take and like how yeah, um, it was a lot of about the overdose. But one thing that episode that wasn't about the drug, uh, like overdosing and stuff, it was probably overdosing on egos. But the bash at the beach, 2000, the finger pork of do- doom. Um, <laughs> we've heard so many different stories and so many different things that came out and like after this, like this was basically the death blow to WCW. I know people will say the death blow was on uh, Mick Foley won the championship and they said uh, Mick yeah. Foley's going to, if you want to turn over and watch uh, a broke down Mick Foley win the championship and everyone did. Uh, which was was probably the highlight of my wrestling uh, night, but because um, uh, Mrs. Foley's baby boy won the title that day, um, <laughs> but Bash at the Beach is infamous in the wrestling industry for what went on and how it was handled, and to see it be bef- like how it was explained now, I was I'm still baffled. But did anyone again watch this episode? I've heard I've heard the stories because you can find yeah. lots of videos of Kevin Nash eating um like linguine and stuff and drinking red wine. <laughs> oh, get me spaghetti in that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you buy a plate of uh, Italian food, he'll basically shoot oh, with God, you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I like the the way the NWO like like I know Eric Bischoff <laughs> is also another awful uh biz like you know harsh businessman mm-hmm. but the way that like those four guys uh like like the nwo just like ran yeah. riot over like that entire company and yeah. like stole all the money from the other wrestlers with the giant contracts and it's just like mm-hmm. how did that all happen like in in a professional business or you, mm-hmm. you'd think it was <laughs> yeah. it was so not wasn't it like just ran by them in the end like oh, they were just they could just go out and do whatever they wanted yeah. and it got to the right. point where there was like a weeks where there was no wrestling actually happening because every fucker was just talking <laughs> oh, it was just all nwo segments in, in like, yeah. um, tone, like... Yeah. It, dep- it depends what area uh, era of wcw because as you said you got the nwo when it was run by bischoff then the power was taken off bischoff and it was yeah. given to vince russo then we had oh, the vince russo gosh. years um <clears throat> where it was a basically Every idea that Vince Russo had was thrown at it and stuff. And funny enough, the, the mainstay for the Vince Russo bits was the Goldberg years, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, but um, the Bash at the Beach, what I was surprised at, that everything was meant to be a work up until Bischoff, uh, uh, Russo got into the ring. Like the whole Hogan um, doing like uh, Jer- uh, not that was in the finger pork. Sorry, it was uh, J- uh, 
Um, Jeff Jarrett lying down. Yeah. Both of them were in on it. That was planned. Hogan was meant to run off and be pissed off and then go off into the plane and like be happy and because Hogan was meant to come back uh, like in a week's time or two weeks' time. But Russo went off script and that's when it all fell apart. So to me, I thought Jeff Jarrett lying down, that was not part of it. That was supposed to be the start of the shit. But that was the plan. That was what Eric Bischoff and everything had signed off. That That's where I was like, this is crazy. Because Eric Bischoff and Hogan went off and flew off in the jet and were happy. And it was only when they landed uh, and they got the text message, they realised that Russo went back in the ring and restarted. So that's why Hogan kicked off saying he was the true champion because he didn't recognise Booker T as the champion. And yeah, so that just blew my mind that what we'd been told through the years or how it'd been played out would been worked. We were the marks. We'd been fucked over <laughs> to that point. And then the change-up was the basically Vince Russo just being Vince Russo and going, I'm going to do what I want. I've like He's got creative control. Fair enough, he's went off for the title. But I wanted to end it with Booker T with the title. And that was mm. the thing that they couldn't agree with. And it mm. just blew my mind. And that, like the After Effects basically... WCW fucked over. Vince ended up yeah. buying out for pittance and um, couldn't buy out the contracts for the talent door. That was the thing. So when they bought yeah. uh, WCW, they didn't come over the contracts. That's why a lot of them didn't come over. But seeing that play out the way it actually did just blew my mind. I was like, this is this is not wrestling. This is just this is watching Hollyoaks. This is how bad, it, bad <laughs> this had got now. This is... Vince Russo wrestling. Yes. I was going to say, it's what Russo wanted, though. Yeah. Oh, we wanted Jerry Springer, I so yes. We wanted Jerry Springer, yeah. <laughs> but, um, again, another sad one on this episode and this season. Like, oh, Sorry, I'll go back because Sammy wanted to talk about a few on uh, season three. Uh, which ones were you wanting to talk about? Was it the plane ride from hell? There's a pillman, the plane ride from mm. hell, and the shadow of the grizzly smith. Right, we'll go up to the plane that- ride. Because I think we've all got opinions on the plane ride of hell. <laughs> well, the, the plane ride of normalcy, as Anth called it earlier, because when it first all happened, mm-hmm. this was just normal bullshit. Yeah. Now it's like, uh, yeah, that that was not normal at all. <laughs> but back when it actually happened, it was very normal. And I think mm-hmm. I think it was an especially crazy chain of events like for a, a it doesn't seem plane, real right? no <laughs> no it doesn't seem real it seems like they all dropped acid and just <laughs> created this whole thing like i don't know it's just it's so unbelievable that all these one things happened on this plane journey yeah. many, it's ca- crazy that ca- my head like it's whoa how many uh carts of alcohol did they go through because normally on one plane ride did they go through one but they're ordered they went through they were on the plane. They were stuck on the plane for seven hours before it even took off. And I believe they said that they went through two mm-hmm. carts of liquor before they even got into the sky. Which is just madness. Uh, which is a lot. Yeah. Like, and this is not just the standard. They had to, they yeah. had to go and restock it before mm-hmm. they took off. So, yeah, they they continued to drink once they were in the air as well. So yeah. seven hours on the ground of drinking hard liquor. Mm-hmm. And then you go on up, which obviously... Mm-hmm. 
just makes you even crazier. Yeah. And, yeah, mm. and then you've got the pressure, just... the, the pressure and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's like an absolute recipe like, for disaster. It was like that weird Boggs episode of what was funny. <laughs> yeah. Boggs Hogs. <laughs> One of my favourite episodes. Yeah. But like, Charlie keeps thinking he's dead and he's like, he's not dead. <laughs> But like so this so this plane ride, like it not only had like all the big stars of the era on, like like you know, mm-hmm. the young stars, but it also had like friggin' Vince McMahon and uh, Rick Blair on there as well, weren't there? Yeah. Is that am I remembering so, right? Well yes. that dispute, isn't there? Sometimes some pe so Vince was and wasn't on the plane. It's like you can't yeah. seem to pin that down. Mm-hmm. Like and Jim Ross was was Jim Ross on the plane? Yeah, Jim, Jim Ross was, was, it was yeah, supposed Jim to be. Ross, he, yeah. he, GR was supposed to be in charge of them. That was his responsibility yeah. to keep them. But he's supposed to <laughs> just went to the front and went. They're Who adults. Give them that job? He, just, just no, just, just drinking barbecue sauce and closing the curtain. <laughs> Get that steak on. But uh, the thing that's yeah, surprising. Are... Sorry. Sorry, there, was, there are reports that Vince was on the plane and then there's others mm. that, that he wasn't on the plane, so it's like, you can't, who knows. Yeah. The likelihood is he probably was on the plane, but for legal reasons, he was not there. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that surprised me the most for this episode is how like they got the interview of the flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was heartbreaking yeah. to hear her account and what Massively. went on. Because I know you, you probably think, how bad could it have been? Is it like just rowdy? Because like, we've all been around rowdy people and stuff like that. Probably not rowdy wrestlers. That's probably on performance hands and drugs or uh, muscle mm. relaxants or whatever. Good, um, yeah. I think it's the the commentary afterwards with the people who said it. I don't know how Tommy Dreamer dares work after his comments after this and saying mm-hmm. he's Ric Flair, he can do it, do whatever you want. Fuck you. Is that, did he say it? Like, did he say it on that show? Because I know there was fucking hell on about he, this. Mm-hmm. He kind of basically what he said. He was. He, he basically said that. Um, he used the word the word dramatic. Mm-hmm. Oh right. Um, to say like somebody had a complaint about mm-hmm. their behaviour, kind of, and it was a bit dramatic. And that basically he's Ric Flair. This is what he does. You know, he gets his thing out. He waves it around. It's funny. It's what we do. Huh? And it kind of really downplayed how mm-hmm. fucked up it was because no, uh-huh. you don't mm-hmm. get your piece out and then make some poor woman touch it when yeah. she's like, no, please, no. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, it's fine, just being dramatic. And it was just he really, really mm-hmm. kind of yeah. It sounded like he tried yeah, to throw can... Heidi the. Mm-hmm. the air hostess under the bus a little bit by making out like she was being mm-hmm. just soft. too sensitive yeah. too sensitive yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh you're, you're pulling a little woman what? you're just far too sensitive no uh, yeah uh, it's it, a joke it's just just laugh about it it was kind of like you should be uh like almost like um happy that Ric Flair wants this yeah, to do it. Like, yeah, you should, yeah. Be, you should yeah. be grateful that this happened to you. You were chosen by the yeah. man himself. Mm-hmm. Woo. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Space Mountain. Woo! He approached her in just a gown, and my, I wondered if it was oh, like his... Totally. Was, it, was, was it his, like, really over-the-top? I reckon it was. Because yeah. I yeah. bet you it was. Again, like, I, I think that's just a ridiculous image in itself, really, isn't it? Like... Massively. Um, I remember there being absolute hell on 
when this episode came out because it obviously refreshed Mm -hmm. in everyone's mind and Mm -hmm. also the Tommy Dreamer comments as well but I just couldn't remember for the life of us what he said well he can go and get in the fucking bin and all the only one again like with the interviews and stuff because GR came across as just basically blowing it off like saying they were boys I didn't want to look after them I couldn't be bossed um, even though it was my job the yeah. one that came across really well was RVD, and he's like I say, and he's a woman. I, I well, if you watch anything, you think he, he likes to play the field, and he's very like, um, he's very egomaniac. But when you listen mm. to what he what he was saying, he was really understanding and empathetic toward it as well. Yeah. So RVD mm. actually, like, again, he gets a lot of shit like online and stuff like that, but he, he was probably the only one that came across well when being interviewed. Yeah. About. Yeah. That's what I believe being it. stoned twenty four seven does to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chill, chill. Uh... yeah. But um... sorry, Nikki, you were gonna say? Oh, no, no, it's. I was, I was gonna say though, but um, because I didn't know there was so. Because like you said, there were so many things that happened in this mm-hmm. one flight. One. Like I always forget Brock Lesnar yeah. was <laughs> on there and got into a oh, huge trap. You got into a huge scrap and they were like smashing into the fuselage and stuff like yeah. they they could have took the plane down mm-hmm. crawling. Yeah. So there was that was going on. You've got who, who is he fighting with? Mr. Again? Perfect. It... Yeah, yes. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. It... And then... Well, they were really and... good friends. So I think they were literally like like let's wrestle type of thing. But then like, yeah. Just, yeah, they just yeah. started getting a bit too heavy handed with it and I think yeah. it's like you know, and it just gets a little bit too serious. You but... had that, and then you had Dustin Rhodes getting oh, that absolutely was wasted mm-hmm. and like trying to serenade um think Terry, Terry uh, yeah. sorry yeah. Uh, yeah over the the tannoy uh-huh. and like being told just leave her alone though mm. he was apparently the only one who did kind of stand up and say to leave that stewardess alone though. that was because Kevin because Re- Kevin, uh, Kevin um, no no it was um yeah. no what's he called um Scott Hall was going to rape her Scott Hall. Oh, yeah, wow. Scott, Scott Hall was pulling out a shirt and he stood up for a Scott Hall then passed out and he thought he was dead. It was just like, yeah. it just, mm-hmm. it just well, kept going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they wow. Yeah, wow. Didn't Scott Hall go off the plane on the wheelchair as well? Yeah, he was yeah they put sunglasses yeah. on him and everything yeah. and pretended that he was just like a bit sick. Yeah, he was, oh, he was, no. yeah, he was unconscious. He was of, yeah. Yeah. The craziness though, out of everything that happened, only two people got fired that day. Yeah. Scott Who was Hall. it? Because uh-huh. his behaviour on the flight did go too far. And as, yeah. as I said, um, the hostess didn't say it, but from her comments, he was going to n- not take no yeah. answer. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Mr. Kurt Henning, Kurt Henning was fired for wrestling. No, he, was, he, was do- he was doing a bit of a... He was like a behind-the-scenes role at that point, wasn't he? Yeah. So like he Help. was but it, it, it was such a shock um, i always remember the episode of raw when it, they announced he died because it wasn't the the episode before probably smackdown or something mm-hmm. he was he was there it was yeah. a, it was mm-hmm. a, and all of a sudden he was gone and then he was never mentioned again it was a few months he passed away after this because he went to wcw for a bit and you could see him mm-hmm. blown up like everything like his face mm-hmm. and everything like yeah like, he's it, swollen and that everything looked like it didn't look well <sighs> But um, I, like the only I know I shouldn't laugh. The only funny thing that happened on the plane is the fact that X Pac trying to show off in front of the guys cut off Michael Hayes's uh, ponytail. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. But the, but the scary the thing fuck is, was so, he thinking? but they've roofied Michael Hayes as well. Yeah, I think they would have okay. had to because isn't Michael Hayes meant to be like fucking really hard? No, no, he's just no, a, he's, he's just a gobby. Shit. He's just a gobby shite. 
He used to bring. Oh, I always got told you it was like really hard. No, oh, no, no, that's that's how that's what he would tell you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, he's like Jim well, Cornette. Well, look how naive I am. He's, he's with Jim Cornette on his own opinion, like say with yeah. Oh, right. Um, but yeah. Oh well, that makes awful, sense. Awful, awful man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. He, he'll have his own episode. Yeah. So wasn't yeah. it him who had the, the Freebirds or something like that? Yeah, that was Michael Hayes and the Freebirds. Because that's how the New Day got the could uh, interchange the tag team because yes. they made the Freebird rule where the three of them could interchange um, the, like, tit- the two the title, title belts. Title, <laughs> title belts. Um, but um, yeah, that... the, the other one I wanted to talk about was obviously the Brian Pillman one, but I just oh. want to skirt over this one because mm-hmm. it was a. This is probably one of the grimmest ones of this series. Apart no, I'm trying to look at the series, but it's pretty grim. Um, and yeah. the in the shadow of Grizzly Smith, mm-hmm. and the story of Jake the Snake Roberts and his family. Holy mm. fucking shit! The bread, like, you know, <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm a huge Jake the Snake fan. I one, I didn't know Rock and Robin was his sister. Mm-hmm. Had no fucking idea. And two, kind of understand where the lifestyle comes from with the childhood he fucking had. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I would have to do a lot of drugs and alcohol just to fucking put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, like oh. honestly, it is such it is a grim episode, but it's worth mm. the watch just to understand Jake a bit better because he does get um. There's a lot of there's a lot of ideas about Jake the Snake Roberts, mm-hmm. and this will put a lot to a lot of them to bed. It puts a um, lot, it puts I, a bit of understanding behind the pain behind his eyes now. Massively, yeah. mm-hmm. massively. Yeah. Do you hugely. know? I think is do they follow him in is it wrestling with shadows is he mm-hmm. featured in that because i think i think he he tells the story about his father and he yeah. actually he actually goes to see him with yeah, the does. documentary crew and it's is like it... really awkward he's like mm-hmm. he's like his dad's like digging a hole in the backyard or something mm-hmm. and yeah. he's just sort of standing off to the side and it's like they can't yeah. even like look each other in the eye it's like no really but he's it's like he's he's still got it it's such a bittersweet pill because him. he's still yeah, yeah he's still got a massive a lot of respect for him even he's, though he knows he's always what looking, he is. he's always he's always looking for his like recognition or just for his uh-huh. dad to say well done even though the monster yeah. that his dad was but yeah. massively i just i just wanted to mention that episode um not to go into great detail about it because it is a really hard watch yeah. but, but jake I, is one of mm-hmm. one of my favorites and it, it does put mm-hmm. It just helps. There's a brilliant documentary on the life of Jake the Snake Roberts, which is part of um, where he gets his help from DDP. No, it's yeah. incredibly inspirational, incredibly moving, um, but it doesn't really put things into perspective. It shows you his life, mm-hmm. drugs, what drugs and alcohol have done to his body physically. Mm. It doesn't tell you as to why that had to, why mm. that took place. This episode yeah. does it. The entertaining thing about Jake the Snake is Roberts and these type of shows is I love his interview where he talks about the Ultimate Warrior. It is yeah. one that I, I shouldn't laugh, but the fact that the way he puts it across is just hilarious. Is the fact yeah. that he was waiting at, uh, behind uh, the stage at the Ultimate Warrior's Hall of Fame inducting ceremony to mm-hmm. punch the fuck out of him for costing him thousands of thousands of dollars. He even had a, a wad of uh, quarters in his hand rolled up ready, <laughs> ready to smash him up. Because yeah, uh, she had done. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did die the next day. But because of, oh, um, like, yeah. say, if you watch the Warrior episode, basically, uh, Jake the Snake was meant to be the Warrior's next opponent at, yeah. uh, after Hogan. And, like, yeah. said, that was going to be the run that was going to make 
I, I don't know if they were going to put the belt on on Jake. I don't know if they would ever put the belt because he's not really. I don't think they would. I don't think they would have ever put it on Jake the Snake Roberts. Just for marketability, he's not the guy that's going to make nah. money. But probably now he would be. But back then, they wanted mm. the colourful and and the superheroes. But they, uh, he was going to make. Know what they had. He was going to. Yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake was massive as well. Like I mean, was he like six foot six? And he was, yeah, he's a big like, guy. Well, he was like a big barrel chested guy instead of like ripped. You know, he looked like, like he looked like a scary dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually, he, he looks a bit like Jake. Jake, is that just all yeah. the names now? Are we going to start calling Jake? <laughs> um, <laughs> D- Damien. <laughs> they, they didn't know what they had with yeah. with Jake the Snake Roberts because the psychological aspect and psychology of what he could do mm-hmm. to you. I mean, Jesus Christ, watch one of his old promos. You oh, are literally, yeah. literally yeah. suckered in within minutes. You are fixated mm. on him. He was a master at it. He was also the... the never... Mm-hmm. Mm. I was going to say he was the unluckiest man in wrestling as well, because mm-hmm. not just yeah, the massively. warrior, the the match you mentioned earlier I was going to mention um you said your favorite match was basically Randy Savage versus Rick yeah, Flair that, that wasn't meant, meant to be the have... match no, no it was meant to be um Jake Snake Roberts wasn't it versus Macho Man but, Macho Man yeah but the reason Hopefully. why is because Jake the Snake Roberts slapped Elizabeth live on air uh, and oh. and uh, her family weren't in tune with the business kicked uh. Uh, wouldn't allow Macho Man near Elizabeth until he called he called off any like, arrangements with Jake. That's why mm. their run was run so slow, even though yeah. it was building into something because uh, Macho Man refused to work room after like say he slapped Elizabeth on air. Well, Oosh. that's fun to come from him because he wouldn't used to lock her in a cupboard so she wouldn't look at other men. Yeah, but that's where wrestling is. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Jake um, Snake, the unluckiest man in wrestling. He is. Could say that. Yeah. <laughs> and he had the, still... one of the best themes as well. His theme was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Since we've sort of sound, it was great. So that episode was grim, but worth the watch. The Brian Pillman episode was oh, a yeah. fucking ride from start to finish. I yeah. thought I knew everything about Brian Pillman. I knew jack shit after this. I was like, yeah, I fucking know that. Can I just say, I, I know just this, knew is, the, this is... I knew the Austin video, that's it. Can I say, this is not going <laughs> to mean to be disrespectful in any way. How batshit crazy is Mrs. Pill- is his wife now? Like, she yeah, went yeah. from absolutely, like, looking normal to looking like she was part of the Hills of Eyes. Like, <laughs> MJ oh, said gosh. something about that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jesus oh, Christ! Yeah, because yeah, because Pillman Junior is a current wrestler. I, for, I always forget about that. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. He's now signed to NXT. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he's not with. Um... AW anymore. He had like a proper he had a proper 80s man gimmick, like he had the mullet still and everything. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, was, yeah, like yeah, the, was it was it the varsity blondes or something? Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh Griff, the other yeah. one is on Ring of Honor now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. But the thing is uh, wow. Brian Pillman Jr. just looks like a miniature version of Brian Pillman. It's scary yeah, the, the, like yeah. the, the mullet and everything, it's great. It? It's like he just he had such a look and such a presence about him. Um I always I will always remember the incident with a gun. It was Austin. <laughs> He's got a gun. 
that was legendary. There's so many different rumors about that because people like Austin's come out and said, I didn't know about the gun. People have said you knew about the gun. But that's probably the first time on TV you saw Steve Steve shit himself. Yeah. (laughs) There was genuine figure there. But like I don't know if just Pillman can do that by standing in front of you, but to know that potentially even if he had like a prop gun, I still think I'd be scared of him. Yeah. Because I knew when Pillman joined WWE, I knew he was injured like see because he was with the heart foundation on the crutches mm-hmm. i yeah. didn't realize how badly hurt he was till yeah. this yeah like to the fact that he was never going to wrestle again and he was just conning the wwe because the yeah. like the reports was his leg was that fucked it was never going to support anything and that was the craziness of it didn't he like, like... skirt around it though mm-hmm. like well, a lot of it off he was like We've said this a couple of times about people who have like tragically passed, but he was ahead of his time on like the promo game. Like, oh, he was, yeah, he was, really, he was, really he was. He was doing like really interesting stuff that you would probably get out of like, you know, modern wrestlers like now, like like mm-hmm. really like kind of interesting, like artistic in like an unhinged way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like he was getting by on that, I think, because the people were like, oh, we can't wait to see like this guy like back up what he's saying and stuff mm-hmm. like that but mm-hmm. i it's like it's it's really it's an interesting way to, to try because he maybe did think he could get back in the ring at some point because like there's always the stories of those wrestlers who like defy like mm-hmm. medical science yeah, like, ter- like, like, ter- mm-hmm. like terry funk not going for should not, well, terry should funk not. did that and she should have ended his career should have ended a long mm-hmm. long 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 time ago he, i think he is literally an anomaly like the doctors are like i don't know how you live with that amount of like damage to you <laughs> like your yeah. body but yeah but um he was just held together well, back in the end. Caught up to him as well didn't it so um, to- gosh yeah, yeah it's only been recently like yeah. in the last couple of weeks mm. yeah what rest in peace bunker <laughs> yeah, well, what did you think of uh as you said with his promo style what do you think was the best pillman promo era for himself what was your personal side what um i'll go with nikki first mm-hmm. she looked like oh, she wanted God, to answer there <laughs> oh, no i was I'm, I'm literally trying i'm running through I don't yeah <laughs> well I'll, I'll answer for me though because to me i thought this wwe stuff was good but it was nowhere near as ecw like, say, mm-hmm. the unhinged starting thing when he was just telling people to fuck off in the screen. And he started a little bit in WCW mm-hmm. when he was about to leave, when he uh, called Kevin Sutherland out, uh, saying, oh, okay, Booker Man, then left out, left the ring. And people were like, what's a Booker Man? Then having to research it and find out that like, it was, like, <laughs> get opening the curtain with, uh, getting, getting like, <laughs> David Meltzer to give information about it. But uh, his ECW stuff, like, if you want to see Pillman at his best... Forget about his mm. WCW. When he's working, W ECW was light years above. I know everyone yeah. thinks ECW is all about uh, blood, guts, and stuff. But some of the promos in wrestling, like if you go back and watch the Mick Foley mm-hmm. promos in WCW, fuck me, they were good. Like mm-hmm. ECW, I know Foley didn't really wrestle in ECW, but his promos and how he worked was absolutely magical. Some of the stuff. Um, and I know I don't like the extreme side of the, like the wrestling, like some of the episodes, like the Nick Gage one, I'll never watch because that's mm. just not for me. I can't get away with that. Mm. But it is a gross one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. Nicky smiles and says, "Yes, that's a gross one." <laughs> but <laughs> but appa- apparently, by apparently by some accounts, Nick Gage isn't that bad of a guy. It's, mm. He's just does that very violent style, but. He's come out in like support of trans rights and stuff recently, mm. and everyone's like, yeah. "Okay, Gage." <laughs> I know. I don't. Th- I think I might be a nice person, but I don't want to say yeah. that kind of person. 
you don't want to get a pizza cutter ran over no. your head. Is, oh, is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a really well timed moment, personally, when that happened. But <laughs> <laughs> pizza folk were mad about it. I thought it was great. <laughs> it's all about money, but um, it it, it is a sad like because like, P- Pillman like was a basically a, a victim of his own success as well. Like yeah. The, the better oh, yeah. he, the more he got, and like the things he think, like his first wife, the way what happened between him, like the one thing that did come across, he loved his kids and he was a great mm-hmm. father figure, and yeah. not many of the wrestlers could come across and say like say that similar type of things. He would always like dote on his kids, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, like as with everything, went on the road. He liked to dip his com- uh, pen in the company ink with other women, um, mm-hmm. and lost his first wife who couldn't handle it and the story of her how the gardener stabbed her that was just absolutely terrifying like mm. how she was attacked and stabbed i think it was about seven or eight times yeah. so oh, wow um and then like say unfortunately like she she passed away like say, mm. due to suicide i believe and then yeah he got with the person who probably drove him more insane than because she was the craziest person I've ever seen. And like even in the interviews now, she's saying, oh, yeah, I, I took uh, the kids away from her. I sh- probably shouldn't have. I'm a mother. I should know best. I don't know why I did it th- then. I just did it. It's like no, fucking no. hell. <laughs> like, yeah. At least have a reason, you. like, you know. Yeah, or, or at least show a little bit of yeah. empathy and sympathy and all the empathy is, like, mm-hmm. towards the fact that he is no longer here now. Yeah. Yeah. And you're giving a future episode on a past person. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. But, mm-hmm. like, and she came out and admitted that she had drug problems and had these issues, which a lot of them do have. And yeah, but again, a lot of these episodes are just like you do get some talent where they've just went through the motions and got to yeah. the end of the career and like things have happened. There's a lot of them where it has been cut short, and some of them like um, is quite sad. And like, see, I know. Yeah. Um, again, down to their own decision making as well. I know uh, the first episode of the season four, which I was interested in watching because the person on this episode, oh god, just yeah, cannot seem yeah. to be out of the news. The Chris and Tammy, yeah, it's Chris yeah, Candido, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Chris Candido and Tammy Cinch, and wow, yeah, she's in prison right now again. Yeah. DUI, she's not getting out of god. prison now. She's not getting out of prison, no. no. And do you know what? She needs to stay in there. Yeah, she needs. To, I, if anything, she can get out of it. She needs to sober up mm-hmm. and. Look at and look at her life through sober eyes. Well, I think yeah. she's, well, act, I think she's, she's ever act, had them, yeah. I think That's she's actually she's getting charged by homicide now. It's not, yeah. it's not a DUI, it's like, oh, it's, it's not DUI, no, it's a death yeah. by a uh, uh, dangerous uh, she should stay in, but, yeah. I think, but again, she needs to sober up. But the only th- problem I had with this episode, and again, this is just probably my personal, it should have been the Chris Candino episode, yeah, because, yeah, because yeah. I know she played a pitch, but. She fucked his life over so yeah. much, mm-hmm. and again, it's one of them ones where you don't want to give the limelight to a person who's literally been their own doing and done things that are just more hurtful and spiteful to a lot of people. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the facts that you he can't was... tell his story without hers, unfortunately. True, mm-hmm. true, because yeah, they came through it together, didn't they? Yeah. Problem. I mean, you didn't have to call the episode what it's called, yeah. but you can't 
Mm-hmm. Unfo- in this case, you can't skirt around the fact of his life because she was mm-hmm. a massive part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and they were trying to um, they were trying one. to get they were trying to get Tammy on the um, to speak up on the episode, but uh, the, her lawyers said no. She was up for it. Um, it was oh, because the... she will talk. Yeah, she has no issue in talking, and yeah. she's quite, on. She's quite brutally honest. If you've ever heard any past interviews with her, <clears> yeah, she's got no issue in telling you anything about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. does she deserve the time? No, oh, well, that's the thing. They said it would have been a much longer episode. The network was up for it. Um, but her legal team went, fuck no, like, because you're just going to implicate yourself. Because she'll incriminate herself. Yeah. <laughs> she says there's not even, like, charges being given for certain things. You will literally put yourself in prison for longer. Like, Yeah, she'll start admitting to stuff that she's probably done that she never got caught for. And yeah. Jesus. So, yeah. So one thing, I'll, before we wrap up, I was going to ask this question yeah. as well, a quite interesting one. Right. Um, we know there's going to be future episodes or future things. Mm-hmm. Is the stories or if there's any episodes that you want to see or hear about personally? So just to give you a few moments to think about that one. Not I just... have actually been thinking about this because I thought if you didn't ask it, I was going to ask it. Okay. Um, because I have a feeling that some time has now passed that we will get a China episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and that'll I do be believe a dark, that that'll, that'll be a dark one. Yeah. Definitely, because mm-hmm. all the stuff that happened to her, like, and I don't know if I'm quite ready. LB, no. I'll be honest, I don't know if I'm ready to watch something like that or not. I couldn't even watch the documentary mm-hmm. that they did on her, where they actually found her in mm-hmm. the like. No, fuck that. Um, I, I think, don't know if I'm ready to watch that. I think if the closest one to that that you can watch is the Chris Canyon one, and again, yeah, I, just to yeah. say that is a beautifully sad one. Just and again, if you want to think John Cena's pure and white watch that episode and yeah. you might think fuck Cena well, for a little yeah. bit there that's that's what i was gonna say about the china one like they would have to touch on like triple h and stephanie's like part in all yeah. of that because yeah. like all the that, letters and that that you found everything and, yeah gets massively swept under the rug obviously because triple h is like very hype in the company now and it's it's very much like Mm-hmm. out of sight out of mind with the, the yeah. china stuff but the, I, I would hope they would at least <clears throat> touch on that but they might be like scared too for like legal recourse from they, the, the wwe lawyers probably they, they need to do her apologies if... made oh, i think they owe it i think they owe it i think um to get her story out there and things mm. like that so that mm-hmm. and and in the correct way is because i really feel um china she just doesn't get the acknowledgement she no. definitely deserves for what she mm-hmm. did for women's wrestling. I mean, mm-hmm. I when I was watching it, she was obviously she was China. She, you know, yeah. she yeah, and she was you know, she was wrestling other guys and Billy Gunn and everything, and she wrestled Jeff Jarrett and all, she she was wrestling icons, and then I stopped watching it and I kind of missed um her kind of leaving and I heard yeah. about everything and I've uh-huh. seen things and read things afterwards and it genuinely breaks my heart because to me she was women's wrestling mm-hmm. um, yeah. she didn't fit the aesthetic you know that the, the, they did women in wrestling did them which for me i didn't fit that kind of look either so i was like oh great like we can still <laughs> be awesome She's there. and not yeah. want the big tits great yeah um but then they give a big tits as well like women she she showed us women can be strong like mm-hmm. strong strong yeah. And yeah i i was genuinely heartbroken i i feel like 
tri- like they owe it to her. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do. Really. They, they owe it to they owe it to do it right and to tell the truth. Um, mm-hmm. she was, she's when it comes to decision making, she's no angel, mm-hmm. no. no saint at all. But she was an incredibly vulnerable person who mm-hmm. was thrown into things because look, it's shiny, shiny, bright money. Here's all the money. Um, Chris Jericho can go and get himself in the fucking bin at the minute. The way he's been talking God, about. God, you sounds like you've got a list. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, my bin is getting bigger and bigger as the day goes on. That's the thing, um, though. They can never do a Jericho episode, can they? Because they've freaking no, hired he is him. The fucking, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's not that. He's, he's not thinking on it anymore, is he? I don't believe he's. he's... No, his no, voice was heard not. on the episodes I was watching. Um, but he's been. He, the way he's been talking about her recently, there's no need. She's not here anymore. She can't but defend herself. To be fair, though, that's just Chris Jericho. It's like, see, when it comes to his podcast, all he wants is views. So he is trying to be the most yeah. controversial no, person. No, this wasn't there. even. And that's if he wants to put it on his podcast, fine. But he wasn't. This was somebody else's, and yeah. they asked her their opinion on China and her wrestling ability, uh, and he was fucking horrible. He said she was like yeah. the sloppiest person yeah. he's ever worked in the ring with, and like. And he can't say a note really because the amount of times he's nearly botched a lie insult and stuff like that. Fucking <laughs> signature move. Hey, mm-hmm. ask, ask him where his wife was on uh, January 9th or whatever. <laughs> 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 I just this I just think when it comes to her, it's it's tricky and this whole Hall of Fame bullshit oh. where she oh, was yeah. inducted as when she's inducted with DX. Yeah. But not herself. Because yeah. if you Google, like China's the only wrestler where if you Google them, you're going to see like some bad stuff. You know, that's what Triple H thinks. That's what Triple H said on Stone Cold's <laughs> podcast, didn't either? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah that's said, what he said. Yeah, he said, I don't want my children typing her name into Google and finding yeah. out what she did for a living. Yeah, like porn, yeah. Basically. Yeah. As if that's the worst thing a wrestler's ever done. I was going to say, as he Googled Googled uh, Shanzi, because I've Googled her and there's some tasty stuff about her as well. (laughs) Well, to be fair, though, he wasn't complaining when he was sticking it in her. Yeah. (laughs) Boom. Boom. Uh, On that note. Boom. um, (laughs) Has anyone else thought of anyone, though? Sorry, mine kind of took right over there. I don't know whether... I'm looking through the list of episodes and I don't think it's been mentioned, but... The whole thing about Randy Savage, like forcing himself upon Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's oh, the whole one, conspiracy. Yeah. And were they actually together or? Yeah. This like room... when she was a minor. Yeah. That would mm-hmm. be interesting. I don't think they'll have the balls to do that one, though. No, that's really like, controversial. Don't... And like, because she was 15, I think, there's... wasn't she? Well, apparently so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... But is there anyone left who can tell the story? Like, and like, you brother's actually... alive. But like, like, is there anyone who is like close enough to know? Because like, obviously, Stephanie's well, not going to say anything. No, Vince so. and Steph, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, like she a... doubled down. She doubled down on when it all came out and said, "Fuck this is no fuck no, this did not yeah. happen." Yeah. Um, yeah. but it would. It, it's probably more a conspiracy episode yeah. than it is an actual yeah. like. But it would still be. Thing. It would like, be interesting to hear like yeah. people's opinions and like how they kind of like piecing this together. Yeah, yeah that would be interesting. Because apparently, like their girlfriend he was with at the time, um, they took loads of ecstasy together. Apparently, and she said that he admitted it all to her. Mm. Yeah, but it's Randy Savage. Yeah, like <laughs> he was he was constantly <laughs> up in space, wasn't he? Exactly. Like, <laughs> bone sores, ready? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nikki? Have you got any? I 
would like to see i would love to see one on um perry Saturn. Ooh, oh interesting yeah. you've obviously got the whole mm-hmm. just perry Saturn and terry yeah. and all that stuff but you've also he full-on saved a woman's life mm-hmm. and got stabbed and didn't notice and just like a whole and then what? you know mm-hmm. he's drug and alcohol he was homeless for a while yeah. um i um obviously his punishments in the wwe and yeah. f we know moppy yeah um, but he fucking got that over do you know what he got that so because when i was because i was watching that when I, I was like a teenager and i thought it was the best fucking thing ever yes. yeah, thought, this is so funny <laughs> Yes, he, and now got a watch Terry back, and I feel so bad. <laughs> the thing Terry is, though, he was never not drunk. Mop over. He was apparently he was ne- he was he was always pissed in the ring. He was never not yeah, drunk, which is yeah. very dangerous. He went missing. Yeah. For, what... He went missing for two years, where he was actually a, actually a missing person. They were looking for him. Yeah. They couldn't find him for two what? years. Was yeah, there needs to be one on Perry Sutton. Yeah. Perry Saturn, and I think it's a while down the road yet, though, obviously. But um, I reckon maybe at some point there'll be one about like Edge and you know his yeah. injuries mm. and a bit return to the ring and all, all of that. And obviously, you know, later stuff, later yeah. story, oh, yeah. and, and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but I think for me, definitely Perry Saturn really mm. interests That's, me. Yeah, the more I hear really about the one, guy, yeah. the more I find out like mm. <laughs> he was hideous, like insanely strong, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm fought yeah. off all these guys and got stabbed in, in the neck. Yeah. And he turned around to a cop and was like, can you just check my I think I've been, I think something hurts. Then they're like, Jesus, you've been stabbed. He didn't realise he'd been mm. stabbed, put on in the neck. Yeah. So I guy. find him crazy interesting. Because he just disappeared from everything for so long as yeah. well. So no, yeah. 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 Great shout there. Oh, you, you might have won the contest there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Jake? Uh I'm gonna rip mine straight out the headlines. We need to see CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> the dark, because like honestly, some, which version? The stuff that's oh, no, all of it. But <laughs> the stuff that's been coming out recently, people have been saying like, I think Vince told him like, you are worse than Sean on drugs. Wow. Like Sean Mike, Sean Michaels, wow. and it's like, how Sean bad? Michaels was the worst apparently like to deal with when yeah. he was. Uh... But obviously, oh. Vince always had like a soft spot for Sean. He was like yeah. like a son to him, like yeah. literally. Um, yeah, but, my son. Like, but like, <laughs> like C- CM Punk. Like I, I've just never heard of someone like so like toxic, and it's he's like swung the hearts and minds like a few times like back to himself, which is yeah. like it's really interesting. But none of his friends will like stand by him for more than no. like you know one one or two years well yeah what yeah. he did to Cole Cabana yeah Cole Cabana yeah. that was the name I was think, trying to think of him yeah. in my head because that well, like when literally best friends like saved each other's lives like right. like from like falling apart and then like he literally just fucks them over like but that. like when when that podcast hit like there was that was like probably the biggest day of like wrestling news mm. I've ever like lived through. Yeah. I barely remember um, that. And and we were all on his side. Like yeah. it's just nuts how like how he's been able to manipulate like mm-hmm. you know the like the world almost. And also half the people he's working with and then half of them find out and it's just flip flops back and forth. Yeah. Like I don't know who could tell the story because there's so much like bad blood like you wouldn't know who to it trust would be and who such a saying. hard story to get yeah. like would. Yeah, we'll have to be it would have to be years down the line because there'll be more stuff to come i think like, uh, i don't yeah. think you've heard the end of them at the no. minute really with everything no. that's going on i think there's more yeah. to come so maybe they might like wait for a lull and be like yeah, yeah this is the time Do it now yeah 
build it up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently he's still going on about like people being triple H stooges, and it's like he's talking like a he's talking either like a wrestler from the nineties or like a child, yeah. and it's just like yeah. full oh, on narcissist. It's like me, yeah, yeah. I, I was guess, go, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like he oh. um he keeps on going on about stuff that like it's been and gone. Like how's about he yeah. tries to fix what he's doing now. I'm gonna be yeah. in, I'm gonna be interested when he releases a statement because he said a statement's gonna be released. But I know after I know. the event he, he did say that uh, was it Harley Race liked me, Dusty Rhodes liked me. Um, okay. I don't care if any other fucker doesn't like me. So that was well, you clearly thing. do. He clearly does care. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing. Um, but yeah, the... I love Adam's just <laughs> blatant straight face when he, he cares so much though, yeah. and that's the, that's the actual problem. He cares yeah. so much, but yeah. has to say he doesn't. Yeah, Especially well, he wants if he's people like, so... like him that much that he yeah. makes um, everyone hate like him. By yeah, he, he hates himself. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, yeah. I prefer yeah. Coke like over himself. Pepsi. <laughs> and I'm drinking the GI Joes instead of Cobra. Yeah, I'm drinking, I'm drinking Coke too as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be the old one out. I've got seven up. That's all right. It's still not, it's, it's still not Pepsi. It's fine. Um, mine's probably not uh, a person, but probably I would love them to do the full day from start to end from what happened on. Helm the Cell with Mick Foley and The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. From them walking in the building, Undertaker mm-hmm. having a broken leg, them planning the match, what yeah. they're going to do, and them coming up with the idea. Or fling us off the cage, throw us yeah. through the cage. Oh, no, the through the cage wasn't planned. That That's supposed to be given, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one off the top was definitely into planned. The, the, the commentary table spot yeah. was planned, and the one through the middle of the ring wasn't, was it? No, yeah, no, 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 no. The, is that where he's lost his tooth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went up his the nose. chair fell and smashed his face and smashed his. Yeah, chair because did, did he, didn't he choke slam him through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. A chair, there was a chair fell. next to him. You think, the chair though, fell. You think the weight on there? Because I mean, Mick Foley was what like. Oh, he was over 300 pounds. Yeah. And the Undertaker. <laughs> that's that's what these weight was. was overweight. So the Undertaker then, the Undertaker back then was like 330, <laughs> 328 pounds, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you think there's that, that much weight on that flimsy bit of like right. chicken well, wire. What, and... the, what they've always said was like, oh, you know, like last, like, you know, at last bad blood or whatever, like they were thrown short, like Sean and Taker were throwing each other all over the like the top of the cage and it was wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. So like I think they genuinely thought it's it's gonna be the same cage. Yeah, but Sean mm-hmm. Michaels but was did. like two hundred pounds wet, like that's yeah, yeah. but it, it just like <laughs> it, it immediately gave way. There was no like there was mm-hmm. no bounce, he just goes straight through as if yeah. there's yeah. nothing there. Then the Is fucking really Undertaker good? drops down with a broken ankle. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> And just oh, he does on. stumble. He does stumble a bit, doesn't he? Like yeah. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. He, I didn't know he had an actual break like yeah. before that match. But the only the, um, mm-hmm. they did it actually recently, Mick, for the anniversary of that. Yeah, they uh, sat down yeah. together, they, didn't they? Yeah, they sat down oh, together and they? they 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 basically watched the match and they do give that running commentary of like and yeah. they pause a bit and they're like, oh yeah, because while we're here, we could literally hear the zip ties pinging off. Because it was held together with fucking zip ties. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so no, no wonder it fell apart. <laughs> He's like, oh, while the rest of them is like, can you hear that? And it, yeah, it's the zip ties. Oh, oh, okay. And they're like, 
so they're kind of wow. it's really interesting so if you've not seen that hmm. definitely try and buy, i think it's on hmm. youtube and stuff i think i'm gonna have to too. go and watch it i didn't know they did that yeah. Yeah. it's really sweet but you you hear undertakers sat there turns to mickey's like i thought you were dead yeah yeah i thought i was looking at your dead body and well, yeah you threw him like 30 foot off the top of the that would be so harrowing like to hear like i feel like i would go a bit cold inside of like yeah, yeah mate i thought you were yeah. dead well the, yeah, the no, they never let Taker talk about anything for so long because he's been. Yeah, they didn't. Mister Kingfield, keep- like guy. He's been keeping it, which is stupid. Like him and Kane yeah. basically had to keep way more kayfabe than any- anyone yeah. else in the company. Yeah, massively. Um, but yeah, like so, when you were a kid, it seemed like really callous, which was his character at the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't seem to be bothered. He was just standing up there, and you were like, like holy shit. Like, that was that's... probably breaking him, like in every which yeah, way. Yeah. It Maybe. was. <laughs> he says he he he. he, he... Clearly, yeah, it seemed quite therapeutic for him to be able to yeah. sit with Mick and talk about it, really, and go yeah. through it piece yeah. by piece. It is like the pair of them are clearly very traumatized. And, mm. like, yeah. I saw recently an episode of, uh, you know, when they're going around looking for props and things. Like, mm. oh, yes, Foley, I've been catching that on TikTok. They take Foley, and he's, he gets to, they take him to that actual cage. It's all in, mm. it's in storage. It's just in, mm-hmm. looks like little gates. And yeah. he like touches it, but you can just see like, to him, this is the boogeyman. This is like the most, yeah. you could just see it. it was like, he was going through it a little bit, a little bit of PTSD or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He's gone back time, and so. forth on it, like over time mm. from what I've sort of seen, like there's parts where he's spoken like really badly about it. And it was mm. like, you know, uh, like I can't remember like this like basically ruined my life and stuff like you know I've got yeah. it was basically a blackout um and other times he's like like pro WWE so I don't think he's ever quite decided like does he feel like betrayed by this or mm-hmm. was this the greatest moment of his career it's like a very well strange and complex it will, it will, like yeah will be talked about forever in the wrestling world Absolutely. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's one of those events that will completely pull and push him throughout mm-hmm. his en- mm-hmm. entire thought process on it yeah. Yeah. because it was so, for us, so fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. But for him, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, oh. yes, I created this iconic moment, but at what cost? And it's yeah. like, where does that, where does he lie in between I that? Think, I think as we've learned, like the wrestlers don't get any time to talk about anything that happens. Yeah. No, like, no, no, as, no. As it's happening, like they have to wait until they're retired to like try and, like piece and then, together like, oh, like and like that. unravel it all and yeah. oh it must be so difficult and especially for mick mm. given how many bumps he's actually had to that head yeah, like he's, it's, he's uh, had, bless him, he it's, has it's, like memory problems and yeah, stuff i think you can uh-huh. tell now when he does his pro like, that like, making him back it wasn't quite the same yeah well, he Let couldn't even bend down and tie forever. his shoes, yeah. could he? Like at one point, yeah. he was—he couldn't even tie his own shoes. Man, it was crazy. And... I hope his pillow is always cool and yes. <laughs> he always has the best he's, day. And, and he's never too warm. He's never too hot. Yeah, I just want nothing but beautiful, good things for Mick. Exactly. Yeah. He is he's, the only he said nice some, guy. He, he said some beautiful things on China, not just after mm. she passed away, but very yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's just—he's such a sweetheart. He's a, if you want a lesson in how to live your life and say things, you know, how they should be, speak to Mick Foley. Because he it knows just how always to do it like when it, Like whenever, tragically, he's seen so many of his co-workers pass away. Oh, but God, yeah. When, whenever some something happens, like something big, like he always like does like a nice big like he write-up knows. of it. Yeah. yeah. 
He, always, um, he just knows what like, to say, doesn't he? He at least just, but he at least takes the time. It's not just like a, a corporate, yeah, like a heartless like, like thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The it's only not other... like the John Cena corporate message. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing I would love to say about Mick Foley because I don't think I would want to see a dark side of the ring of Mick Foley because no, no, absolutely not, but, not in that respect. Even anyway. if there was any bad things that we didn't hear it, I don't want to hear it. Um, no. The only other thing no. I would love to have a fly in the wall interesting thing because I know there was bad blood for a lot of years after this. The story behind the I Quit match with The Rock. I was just about to oh, say the, the, yeah. the dark side of the ring <gasps> yeah. on The Rock. Mm-hmm. But but his, his PR thing was his PR machine. Oh, never yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember shots, that. Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he just kept on going and going. But um, did you hear about the stuff afterwards, though? Because that's the interesting thing where yeah, I was like, yeah. because because basically Mick Foley didn't agree, didn't agree to all the chair shots. Yeah. Uh huh. Afterwards, when they have a match like that, it's normally customary that the wrestlers see each other and make sure they're all right. Yeah. The, the Rock fucked yeah. off afterwards. Yep. Didn't see anything. That doesn't surprise so, me. So basically, bashed his skull in and then fucked off. I right? saw so, yeah. what was meant to happen when Mick Foley was going to return. They were going to have. Uh, like this was many years ago after the Hulk, the, the Rock had been to Hollywood, he was going to come back. They were going to yeah. have Mick and the Rock fight off again. And All right. Mick pitched a, a, a an actual storyline to the Rock, and the Rock turned it down because he said it was too real. Basically, Mick Foley was going to pitch it that he was going to do a, vi- a video of basically the Rock taking him head off with all the chair shots, and basically say to him, um, "Where were you after the match? Why did you not yeah. come and see us?" And literally bring and the a thing. Rock couldn't face up to that. No, and the Rock said, "No, um, I don't want to do this. It's 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 something I'm not proud of." Because again, that's that's on like with the Montreal screw job, like like that's on film for like Beyond the yeah. Mat, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Like that. Like it's been a long in, time since I've seen that. They're in the bathroom with him while he's getting stitched up, mm. um, and like so you see you see the aftermath, and like yeah. the Rock isn't there, so. And he's asking, like, where's Rocky type of thing? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, it's on film. Again, it's another yeah. thing that is, li- like, it's it's it, documented that it, it actually kind, happened that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of doesn't surprise us that that's the attitude Rock took in that time of his career. Yeah. Because the arrogance, it even ran through his character to a point where you're like, are you actually pretending or is this just really you? Yeah. Because he's, I'm yeah. not, you're he's playing that far too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't until he kind of, like, he comes back in the era that I fucking loved him in. Um, he seems to drop the ego a little yeah. bit, like to the point where it's a bit more sincere. It's for me anyway, because um, mm. this is when I like totally fell in love with him. Um, and it's a bit more the sincerity comes in just to play just ever so slightly. But it's I'm I'm glad to know that he regrets it. Mm. But wasn't that, that the era when he came back? That, wasn't that when Brock Lesnar slapped the shit out of him a few times? But there. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yes, no, um, but no, no. But there's a lot of ones that you can say it could be interesting to hear the stories of, like, um, hey, yeah, let's do a whole series on Vince McMahon because we oh, would God. be there for fucking ever. Well, <laughs> we need 14 episodes. For that. We, we, we have had a, will take that one. Yeah, we've already had an episode <laughs> of Vince McMahon versus uh, the steroid one when he took took on uh, the um, that's America true. And, and the federal what? government. Yes. <laughs> if, you, if you really want to listen to um, a good Vince McMahon, the, the whole Vince McMahon story, what's the podcast called, Jake? Uh, is it the, is it behind the bastards or behind the, the bastards? bastards. <laughs> yeah. I listened to it yeah. on holiday and fuck me, is that a trick? Yeah. It's and it's not just Vinny, long. it's all of them. 
it's, it was it's a, like it's just a document of like all of Vincent Mann's crimes. It's about twelve hours long. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm listening to this week. <laughs> Take a note. But yes, uh, so thank you guys. That like yeah. said, that no worries, it's been good. I knew it was going to be a, a hard one to get all the information in. But I think we did well. We don't know. Okay, we I think we did yeah. well, and I think we could we could revisit it again, and just if we wanted to, like kind of break it up. But mm. for a starting point on because when it comes to wrestling we can talk about all the the good stuff and all the good storylines that we remember but we have to remember that there is kind of a dark side of it Mm -hmm. Um, and so i think we've done a really good introduction into that so well done and we survived (laughs) the storm guys we survived the storm yes we are to be further when we saw the thunder and lightning and the rain we knew we were going to have technical issues so any apologies for any issues that like say anyone's had we're still here we still got through it and like i say we've got nikki (laughs) Nikki back and like i said towards the end uh, absolutely perfect no it was great um so anything you want to plug so jake have you got anything planned for this week uh no, except the toy talk that we're having. Jake's with us on Tuesday. Yeah. Ah, yes, we've got the toys on Tuesday. Um, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. It's not, Donna, it's not them toys. Donna, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Sammy, do you want to plug, plug your thing yeah. tomorrow night? Yes, Monday is Monster Monday. So at 7 o'clock, me and Dan are bringing you a universal monster that... We really try and make you enjoy. No, I'm, I, honestly, it was it's a really good episode on a movie <laughs> that we were really not feeling. Um, but I did I, I did enjoy it because we got to talk about Universal Monsters again. Um. So it's on seven o'clock <laughs> on YouTube. Cool. What about you, Adam? Um, I'm gonna be starting up a Facebook music page again. So I'm in the middle of um working on Photoshop for new logos and stuff like that. So um, just to get me stuff out instead of just putting it on the community page like putting it on my own sort of thing instead of just instagram and tiktok as well um so i'm in the middle of doing that um i'm in the middle of um i don't know as as donna told you am i allowed to tell you or what or do you you know just we don't know oh my god um, yeah i'm gonna have have to put it out now sorry donna if it's uh if it's supposed to be a secret but i'm um i'm busy recording music for donna's wedding Ah yes, I, I did hear that. Yes, um, as, as the so fifty-year-old is getting married, so yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're adding age onto Donna, like you really add height onto me, like I'm up to I'm up to forty feet well, now. Well, apparently. Sorry, we well, haven't, haven't, haven't got the, the you know when you, know, you haven't got the arms out today though, Adam. So it's fine. There's the gun show. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you were the um. Yes, Lee, it is finally a Boris Karloff solo um, episode. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> but, um, sorry. Oh, sorry, um, just um, getting that done. It's, it's, it's going to be cool to get that finished. Um, and, yeah, just hopefully be able to get some more um, work through anyone who wants to pitch it forward. So cool. the new one. <laughs> and, and check out his cover of... Uh, like, uh, stared deep into the camera there for that. To be fair, though, if you start pitching for people coming for your work, you'll get some interesting DMs from uh, Goodwill uh, uh, and, and, and Graham. So you might be in. Get, 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 get. Yeah, I'm used to it off them, guys. It's great. Man. Yes. <laughs> um, what about you, Nikki? Anything you want to plug? Um... Just, uh, I'll be doing uh, my Wrestle Chatter Wednesdays again over on, uh, probably moving it to Twitch though from TikTok Live, mm-hmm. just because oh, more people seem to want oh, it over I'm... on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok, but... you're going to move it to Twitch? My God. I'd, I'd, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a try. I'm kind of doing a little <laughs> bit of research, bracket research there. And then um, 
yeah, that's just if you follow me over on Twitter mm-hmm. um, or if you follow uh, Penciled In, so I'm one half, my partner Mike is the other half, mm-hmm. and we Amazing. basically watch all the wrestling, so you don't have to. Those <laughs> yeah. um, I like that. I think that, there's, yeah. there's too much, and then yeah. Um, so just join me because at the minute we're we're going to be uh, making a bunch of videos. To edit. we've got some reactions for last week's mm-hmm. all of the wrestling last week's that we've not even managed to get up yet because things just kept coming. So <laughs> yeah, if you find me on Twitter, which is uh, Nikki underscore penciled in, then I just post everything on there mm-hmm. and join the Discord because we're super nice and we don't bite. Mm-hmm. We try. Yeah, I think me and I think me and Adam's joined your Discord already. I think. Uh, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. But um, if you send us you the links, and post. Yes, I was going to say, send us your links over. I'll put them in the description for the video as well. Um, like I say, I'm always behind with that type of stuff. I'm not as good as Goodwill. I do do apologize. Um, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> yes, uh, we do have a, a special episode on Tuesday where we have the retro rooms. A guy from Sunland, Aiden, is coming on. We're going to be talking all about. He basically sells toys. all the vintage uh, toys. So me, Sammy, and Jake's going to geek out over toys, which is just my standard. <laughs> um, then Goodwill is back on Friday, at, live uh, talking about uh, all things below decks and Star mm-hmm. Trek. And uh, then we are back on Sunday. I'm just trying to think what Sunday's episode is now. Um, Art yeah. Angel. Uh, so we've been, yeah. so oh. I've got a lot of recapping to do. Um, so we have oh. we've got Sonia <laughs> and Graham coming on for that as well. Okay. Um, disclaimer: mm-hmm. never seen an episode of Angel. Yeah. However, I'm not missing an episode with Sonia and Graham on. So mm-hmm. I will be well, here. Sammy, just watch one of those like Angel in five minutes videos on YouTube. I could and... do, couldn't I? Just <laughs> could, like have yes. a big recap. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a clue what's going on, but I'll still do that. Oh, okay. No, I, I've done it a few times on here where I have not had one clue and I've still managed to talk. So yeah. Yeah, it'll, be fun. it'll be fun. And we are hoping to do a few more movie reviews coming soon. There is talks where we are going to get a few people to try and get me and Sammy to understand why the, everyone likes the Terrifier movies. I think oh, that's yeah. going to be interesting because we're both still very confused yeah. as to what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it but a lot of people do so um... doesn't look like nikki does either <laughs> <laughs> clowns uh, oh, <laughs> so i'll not promote my pennywise oh. episode <laughs> forgot... don't mind pennywise i can handle pennywise but we yeah. forgot well, about pennywise episode. <laughs> 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 the reason i am terrified of clowns when i, I mean that's that is absolutely understandable because he is absolutely terrifying <laughs> well, i hope you have enjoyed yourself nikki and we would love to have you back yes, on sometime soon and thanks i'd love to be back thank you for having me no bother so same bad time same bad channel Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.